everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Genre of Your Life podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and the genres that define us. Episode number 36. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones. With me, as always, are my amazing co-host and two of my best friends. Sorry, Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you today, my good sir? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Our Christmas episode of the podcast. My boys are here, man. Life is good, my friend. Life is very good. Hell yeah. And last but not least, he's back from a sabbatical. He was not here last week. He's back. The one, the only. It is Mr. Joel Kindlin. How are you today, my good sir? I'm uh, I'm all right. You know, life got hands, but mama didn't raise no bitch, so I keep getting back <laughs> up. Hell yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, mom said knock you out at first. <laughs> I was like, yeah, also very true. Also very true. No, oh, my brother taught me that shit. No. <laughs> well, mama's, we're glad you're... Mama's, mama says leave everything God. And that's what mama said. <laughs> well, we're glad you're back, my friend. We missed you last week. And to all our audience, so welcome. Or if you're first time listening to the show, welcome to the show. Um, as always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music or your podcast uh, platform of choice. And we also have a full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Midweb New Productions. When you're on YouTube, um, YouTube or Spotify, Apple or whatever, hit that review button, leave a, leave a rating. Uh, you know, helps us out so much. We want to hear from you. You're liking this show. You're liking the show. What's your favorite part? Do you like Joel's rants about how much he hates Disney? You know, like, please, please let it. Please Everybody let it. loves that shit. What do you mean? <laughs> True. We do. We do. We do. It's what make the show the show. But we, we, want to hear, we want to hear from you guys, you know, starting the new year, um, you know, in two weeks. We want to hear, hear from you guys. So please leave a review, leave a comment, subscribe, follow, share us with everyone. Uh, we had a great year this past year. Thanks to you all. You know, this was our kind of like our first full year of doing the show. You know, me and the boys started the show literally a year ago, back in November of 2022. And, you know, the show has really kind of just like has blossomed in something amazing, you know, like I said, from our out of theater reactions to our reviews to everything. Our talk about anything in the show is all thanks to you guys. Again, we had a really great show. We had a great year. We had, again, we had a thousand uh, followers on Instagram. We had over ten thousand uh, subscribers and listeners on our podcast uh, channels, whether it's Spotify, Apple, you, uh, Amazon. So, thanks to you guys, we had a fantastic year. We're hoping for another great year. Thanks to you all in twenty twenty four. So, again, number hit that notification button. You know, we have a new episode every Friday. I kind of do audio newsletter sometimes during the week. Um, check in with you guys as well. But again, rate, review, subscribe follow share us the word with you guys share the word with us with your friends we appreciate it as always guys thank you thank you thank you so much for your ongoing support it means the world to us all righty boys as we conduct this christmas episode of our podcast um you know it's i mean before the show, show started we're talking about you know home alone and you know uh censoring home alone which is really weird to say that in 2023 you think that movie's a a timeless classic but why would Anyone censor a timeless classic, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, like it's, it's a kids' movie. Like, what is I, there to censor? I I don't get. And this, uh, yeah, exactly, Nick. I don't get it. And this is why I think I I'm I'm in so in lieu. I'm so in lieu of you know buying you know su- supporting physical media because if you own that on DVD or Blu-ray or 4K, they can do that shit. They can do that shit to you. And or if you have it on VHS too, even better. It's the original original version. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that that happened, but in lieu of that, I mean, a lot of topics to talk about on the show today. I want to talk about favorite Christmas movies with you guys. I feel like Christmas movies are definitely our hit or miss. 
A lot of them are mm. beloved. A lot of them are are considered kind of like corny, but we still love them. And the ones are kind of just like flat out bad, unfortunately. Uh, Surviving <laughs> Christmas with Ben Affleck. No offense. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of great Christmas stuff going on. I think also, too, like, we're, we're seeing a lot of, like, you know, Christmas, you know, sh- series and specials on, you know, on all the streaming platforms, too. But, like, I feel like we haven't had a really kind of, like, iconic Christmas movie in quite a while, I want to say. I feel like... Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some movies that I personally enjoy, like, you know, Night Before, I mean, we'll talk about some more in you know, depth later, but like, you know, Night Before, you know, Office, Office Christmas Party, and, you know, movie last year, Violent Night, which is basically John Wick as Santa Claus, <laughs> pretty much. And, you know, I don't think we've had really an iconic Christmas movie in a long time, like the eras of like Elf and Home Alone and Four Christmases, um, you know, or The Holiday, or what's the one? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. It's I think Morris Chestnut is in it. Oh Best my Man Holiday? Yeah, dude, that's a good one too. Like that, that movie made a shit ton of money. That movie made a shit ton of money. And like, that's my like movie, that. man. That movie gets me every time, bro. Yeah, dude. What movie? Uh, the, be- Best uh, the Best Man Holiday. Holiday. The Best Man Holiday? It has a great cast. It has Morris Chestnut. Has Yo, do you know about the Best Man movies? Nope, didn't watch it. Really, Joe, Joel, <laughs> bro, the best man. Never they're, heard they're, of it. It's it's oh, like young nah. Tay Diggs, young Morris Chestnut, young bro. Mm, that, that's when everybody had hair back then. <laughs> Morris Chestnut had hair. Tay Diggs had hair. Man, it was crazy. Terrence Howard was still reasonably not. Come on, man. Oh! Oh, yeah. I just looked it up. Oh, okay, man. I forgot the That's name of movie. it. I watched this movie. This movie is great. Okay, man, I was worried yeah. about you for a second, bro. I know, right? Oh, man, my culture. Two cultures would have been disappointed in me. God, Ooh, man, I was, about to, I was about to take your card, brother. <laughs> oh, man. It was about to be revoked, man. Right? Take Dude, he would have took the, the little bit of color I have in my skin and made me completely white. <laughs> Terrence Howard somewhere like, come on, man. I can do this, you can do this to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> But, I remember uh, in the in, in the second one he was like he was talking to Tate Diggs at the end he was like, "Do you need some money, man?" Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> that word's from. Thank you, Nick. Yes, exactly. It, exactly. Bro, fucking. It, Do you need <laughs> some money? He was like, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> oh my gosh, that was, Nick, that was spot on, bro. Movie. I'm crying right now, bro. She was. I'm crying, but you know it's. it's like, but dude, that movie made a shit ton of money, and I feel like nah, that, that, that movie was good, bro. It is good. I Malcolm D. Lee definitely, uh, definitely has, uh, has has bangers under his, um, under his uh, as his filmography. That's and that's one of them. Uh, but yeah, man. But I feel like that era. I, I just kind of I think the era of like theatrical studio. Chris movies are definitely dying. I mean, stuff like that obviously is like getting very timeless and really kind of classy, you know, to us obviously. But um, mm. you know, Nick, I'm, I mean, what are some Chris, Christmas movies that you kind of like you you still love to this day? Are kind of like our big part of your life when you were growing up, in, you know, teenage years, college years, like or now? Like, what's well, been like something that kind of like stick with you the most throughout the years? Man, the two movies I always try to watch on Christmas are the 
the original animated The Grinch. Oh with, yeah, uh, with, with with Boris Karloff as the Grinch. Yeah. That's my movie right there, because it's just like I just feel so like oh uh, like oh Christmassy and shit. Like I can't really describe it, but like I loved watching it as a kid because like they would they would play it at the um I'm an elementary school, and you know it's like you know Christmas as a kid. Like that's the best time of the fucking year, bro. That's so it's all like time. all emotional, like everything's all fucking majestic and Christmassy and all shit like that. And then um, number two was actually Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. When I was a kid, um, we only had, yeah, we only had the second one on VHS. So the second (laughs) one was the first one that I saw. But like, I love that movie, man. Like, I love quoting it. Like every, every chance, every Christmas I get, I try to watch it, man. Like Macaulay Culkin is so funny in that movie. And that little, excuse me, that, that gangster movie that they have in it. Where oh, like yeah. she's like, I was singing at the Blue Monkey last night. He's like, You was there, dang. That's my part. That's so funny. Like, you were smooshing with my brother. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's crazy. He's like, I believe you, but my Tommy gun done. I was like, Oh my gosh! Like this dude was this dude was like ruthless, man. <laughs> this dude was insane, bro. Like wait, like you was just sitting at the fire at the fireplace with a Tommy gun in your lap, waiting for your girl to come home, just to just to shoot her up. Like that's <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's so, that, that that he's he's a maniac. That man is a whole menace. That man is a goddamn super villain, bro. Like. That is so. That's that's the craziest <laughs> behavior I've ever heard of, man. Like, and, and then he was he was laughing while he was doing it. Like, bro, come on, man, relax. That laugh he does. And yeah. <laughs> how 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 old were you when you found out that that was that was a mo- that that was filmed? That was like that was a fake movie that they filmed just just for Home Alone. I think I learned that in college. Yeah, I think it was here. like sophomore year. I was same on Instagram. Here, yeah. I was like, hot down. That's crazy. Because yeah. I was like, I, I would I would watch that movie. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's funny. Like, I guess, yeah, that's like, in college too. I was like, no shit. I was like, yeah. No, I was like, no way. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a fake movie. Also, I love, uh, uh, Tim Curry is really fun in that movie. Tim Curry and uh, hilarious. Uh, Rob Schneider is Fucking really Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider I, I didn't realize really... I was Rob Schneider until I was like, I think like 13, 14 years old. Because I was, I was oh, just like thinking Rob about Schneider. Home Alone one day. I was like, hold on, was that Rob Schneider? That's young, crazy. Young Rob Schneider. And he was yeah. Weird young, bro. That's I, I love that. Like, yeah, because that's my, that's my favorite out of the, the only two Home Alone that we consider Home Alone movies. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite because yeah, it's like it's like again, when you're a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, if I, if I had this money, I had this hotel room, I'm in the city. Yeah, that's I was a fantasy, like like fuck the house, respectfully. Yeah, fuck the house. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I know the first Sorry, one, guys, I'm out. like, yeah, because I saw the first one after the second one, I was like, man, whatever. And uh, a house, what does nothing? And the hotel, that's, that's crazy. Oh yeah, hotel and the, the nice hotel in the city, all the toy stores. Like, come on now, like. That's mm-hmm. like you can't you can't be that, and that's you know I really Don, I mean Donald Trump was in that hotel, Donald so you Trump. know it was expensive. <laughs> that's, <laughs> bro, that's still like one of the most like randomest cameos I've ever seen to this day. He goes, "Good luck, good luck, you." Right down there, and he kind of looks back, he's, and he's walks like, away. 
Then the hell to your left. And then he like does a double take. Like, what are you doing a double take for Donald Trump? And he was <laughs> like, on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air too. That's crazy, man. I can't believe they did that. Like yeah, in yeah, hindsight. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> he, he was a uh, man, he, man. It, he, he, he was kind of the king of New York, man, for, for a while. I mean, he, I mean, before, before, you know, we know him now. He was in Zoolander, and that was weird. Oh, what? And, yeah, he was in a lot of, like, random cameo stuff. He's just like, okay, like, you're, you're just... Hey, Don't man, forget, he had his own show. The Apprentice this, Men. He has the craziest fucking resume, like, you know, Wolf of Wall Street type shit in the 80s, and then, like, like you said, The Apprentice, and then... The DB president, <laughs> he, yeah, like, that's like he also made like frozen burgers or some shit. Like, he sold a lot of random shit as well. Uh, like, frozen burgers, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, you know, frozen burgers. Like, if you're poor, you're not always gonna buy ground beef, like, but you know, buy some did, fucking didn't Shaq uh, frozen have the burgers. Same, didn't Shaq have the same? I think. Well, no, I think Sha- well, no, Shaq has the chicken restaurant, which is delicious, delicious here in Gilbert. Bro, um, it is insane. Kaylin and I, we had that in um, in Las Vegas it's a so little while good. ago. Michael it, it Jordan Steakhouse here in Chicago, bro, fire. Yeah, went we back, had we had that. Went, we had... went went to that in in high school, dude. It's still there, by the way. It was really good. It's really like low light, really nice, like really great place, really dope. I would, yeah. yeah. What what did what did you have in in, in Vegas? Nick, did you have the sandwich? Did you have like the the popcorn chicken? No, I think it was called like the Shag Burger or something. Damn, oh, I forgot yeah, what it was yeah. called. But like, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, this yeah. is crazy. And they Michael don't George, they don't have the, nothing like that. Dude, I mean, we have one. We have one near my apartment. We, so oh, we, yeah, also, we have one now. Yeah. But thank God, dude. It's it's yeah. fucking fire, bro. It's so good. But yeah, you're you're right. I think a lot of like celebrities. I mean, still do. A lot of celebrities have like they're kind of like like a shack. Shack is it's like the king of like endorsements and products. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously during the '80s, '90s, like you know when you you celebrity, you had your own thing, you had your own kind of like you know your your gimmick in a way. Um, but all right, Nick. So so all right, Joe. So Joe. So again. You heard Nick's choices. You heard Nick Nick's favorite movies. You so growing up to this day as adulthood, what are your, some of your favorite Christmas movies that kind of stick with you to this day? Uh, Die Hard, Die Hard Two. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people still people still uh, put Die Hard as a uh, Christmas movie. I don't Die think it is. Hard take. No, I don't think it is. Uh, yeah, like, I never, it never, it never, it never seemed like a Christmas movie to me. Yeah, I'm not like arguing against it's it. It's only because like, it's like Christmas at that time. But I don't think they ever like they thought movie. about like you know making a Christmas movie. I think it's, it's just not. the fans doing that. It's not. They said it. it the people have said it. Uh, Bruce Willis before you know old age has gotten to him that uh that it's not a christmas movie um it's not bruce willis says it and shit and you feel yeah uh sad about bruce willis now but anyways um what was i gonna say uh i got three movies nice um let's hear jim carrey's how the grinch stole christmas uh, I <laughs> did. It, it, I I love Jim Carrey. I grew up with Jim Carrey. He he's so great. He he's so great in in How the Grinch Stole Christmas as well, and and the smile, the fact that that's his real smile that he could actually do that is like insane. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's insanity. It's a great movie. You just enjoy it. it you it, I don't think anyone has a bad time watching that movie. Like you really can't. 
um and it did <laughs> and being young and then growing up and seeing the uh the key uh the key bowl is uh insane <laughs> um what else home alone the first one home alone nice. for me uh classic grew up saw it you know saw saw the movies in order once i saw three well i didn't <laughs> even fully watch three i saw part of it i was like nah <laughs> i saw macaulay culkin wasn't in it i was like nah so yeah, this ain't for me, wanted to. yeah it ain't for me <laughs> if, the, if the man ain't in it it ain't for me so uh you know uh what was it so i saw part of it i was like nah and i was like you know what let me see if they like can we even make it enjoyable saw a bit nah um so one and two are great, but one will always hold uh, hold a special place in my heart. Uh, and then uh, Santa Claus. Mm. Oh, nice. With uh, what's his name? Woody. Woody. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. There you go. Tim it's... Allen. <laughs> oh. Tosh pointed out the other day on his podcast. He goes, "Look, it's it's former celebrity Tim Allen." Mm. That's wow. cold, bro. That that's funny, cold. actually. That's kind of true, though. That's funny. But yeah, Tim <laughs> Allen. Tim Allen. Those they 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 brought that they brought it into a show, but I didn't want to watch it. I, um, I seen some clips saw, of this. Show. I saw. I saw. I think I saw the first episode, and then I watched a bit of the second episode. I was like, nah. Um, but yeah, so Santa, uh, Santa Claus with Tim Allen, Home Alone, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey. Uh, hot take here. I might get canceled for this. I Uh-oh. like, I like, I like, uh, the cat and hat Mike Myers better than the Grinch with Jim Carrey. Hmm. You know what? I, I do too. I do there, too. And, there, and here and here's and here's why, right? So I mean, again, I grew up on both these movies. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I saw both of them in the theaters. I owned the DVDs in both of them. I remember when Buster Rhymes had a rap with Jim Carrey on the album, which is still bizarre to me. Twenty three years, twenty three oh, years later. Yeah, the, 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 the soundtrack where Buster Rhymes, Bust the Bust, mm-hmm. uh, is rapping on the soundtrack, and Jim Yo. Carrey's rapping as the Grinch. It sounded um, like you just were reading an ad lib you wrote down. Talk about Buster <laughs> Rhymes and Chip Carey did a rap together. I'm like, oh, I know you I'm made just, that up. We, we well, I know we you lying. We can't play it because if we can play, we get flagged for copyright, whatever. But they there's literally a song where it's like literally, it's like it's 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 it's. it's, it's it's Busta Rhymes and Jim Carrey rapping together, and that's just so bizarre. But I, but I remember there's a video that me and Joel, I, I, you probably know it too, Nick. There's a video where Fifty Cent is rapping and Jim Carrey's there in the background, kind of like dancing with him. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, I see that. Jim so, Carrey did knew everybody. Dude, yeah, like Man, in the '90s everybody. when Tupac was in jail, apparently Jim Carrey wrote Tupac's letter friends, to, yeah. to try to make him yeah. laugh. I'm like, dang, bro, that's what's up. That's crazy. Yeah, I love Jim Carrey. He's a man. Uh, let me see where the, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it gets the album, yeah. Yeah, Buster Rhyme, Jim Carrey, it's called Grinch 2000, that's the name of the rap. And it's a four, it's about a four minute song, so uh, oh if, you're, if, 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 if you're interested, yeah, we can't play it, obviously, because of copyright, but yeah, to our, you guys, to our to our listeners, yeah, it definitely, it definitely <laughs> exists. But, I mean, the cat in the hat, to me, as a kid, a lot of things go over our head, but as an adult, like, how quotable it is now, is the, there's one line, in particular, he goes, Stupid hoe, and he kicks the thing. He goes, Sorry, baby, I love you. I love you. <laughs> that was my shit as a kid. I love you. And 
<laughs> so funny. So I'm like, oh, that's funny now. Or the scene Dude, where he's like, shut up. I'll kill you. It'll be a bloody I'll I'll make it look bloody, like a bloody accident. A bloody accident. <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh, I, hate, yeah. I, hate, I hate product placement in movies. I, I think it's so tacky. But the scene where they're on, like, they're on, like, they're, 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 like, they're, like, they're, like, they're on, like, the, the, the nanny, the, the kind of writing her down on that, that, you know, the waterfall, whatever. And he goes, oh, and it stops. He goes, by the way, you can buy two for one at Universal, Universal Studios. Come visit us today. And he goes back to the scene. I, again, I, I hate I hate product placement. That to me is the only time I like it. I thought it was actually genuine funny because of that scene. But they knew exactly <laughs> what type of movie they were making. It's there's a scene. There's also a scene too. Remember, like when he sees a girl and his hat kind of goes like from like kind of like. Uh, like kind of limp to like kind of oh, erect. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it straightens out. Wasn't a little it bit. the magazine or something? It's his hat. It's his, his hat's kind of no, like. No, wasn't he looking at a magazine? Yes, right. You're right. He, he was looking at a magazine. He was and like, you're, you're, <laughs> and then puts it away. He's like, for later. He was, he was <laughs> looking at the. He was looking at the picture of the kid's mom. He's like, that's my mom. Oh, yeah. He's like, and then he <laughs> extends the picture. Yeah, like but it's magazine. like, hey, why does what, what kind of photograph is that, young man? Why does your mother's photograph extend out like that? <laughs> and it was and. <laughs> But for some reason, I find I find myself thinking in that movie uh, more than uh, the Grinch. But it's, however, though, Ron Howard made the Grinch live action Grinch, and you know, he had a great career since then. The guy who made the guy who directed Cat in the Hat that movie, I think it was oddly commercially successful. But I think it's got I think it's like a five percent Rotten Tomatoes, which kind of blows my mind. That's so that's so crazy. That movie's a five percent Rotten Tomatoes, um, yeah, and that director. That no, it's not. There's we we Expendables Four is way worse. It has a fucking twelve percent around to me. That should be that should be a five percent. Uh, hot take. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bo, Bo guy named guy named Bo Welch, and that was the last movie he ever directed because the movie got fucking banned. What the cat in the hat? Yeah, he. Oh, this was, man, dude. Damn, what no, does I mean, he do he, now? Like, what happened he, to he's him? He's a he's a production designer now, <sighs> and his most recent films include. Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell. It's kind of underrated, if you're asking me. That's um, his most recent films? No, 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 no. Yeah, that, Thor, the first Thor, Kenneth Branagh's the first Thor. Oh. Men, Men in Black 3. Okay. And then, okay. And then it was a huge gap. And then he worked on the Series of Unfortunate Events show on Netflix. Oh, I heard that and, was really good. And his, last, really good. and his last show he worked on was uh, Schmigadoon with uh, Keegan-Michael Key. And uh, Cecily, uh, Cecily Strong on Apple TV, uh, but hmm. as a as a director, he's not directed anything since. Oh, sorry, a movie. Sorry, a movie since uh, Cat in the Hat, which is now twenty years ago, which is hard to believe. So, hey, hey man, hey, Bo Welch, man, if you listen to the show, you're probably you're probably not. But hey, thanks for thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the memories, man. Thanks for a funny movie. Five percent is uh, to me, I think, is very unfair to you. But hey, man, I hope you're still working in the, in the, in the business, man. It's all, it's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, but I, so to me, so I might have some kind of weird takes for my Christmas movies. I'm going to go with Home Alone 2, of course, too. Home Alone to me, 2, two is a, my favorite out of, out yeah. of the, the only yeah. two that we acknowledge. Um, that movie is very iconic to me. I remember watching it. You know, back in the day at our at our middle school, Nick, you know, I don't, sorry, middle school, our grade school, like this is like years ago in downtown Chicago. Our, the building was so old. It was like 150 years old. It was so old. And that like downstairs, we, we had to go downstairs for like our music and art cl- and our art class. And 
it, 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 it smelled so bad down there. It was like, we're like in the basement of this like 150, 175 building in Chicago. And uh, you know, walk down these kind of creepy steps through the music room to get to the art room. Um, and I remember like watching the Home Alone two, like every Christmas in the art room for our, for our art teacher. I'm like, oh, I love this movie so much. Um, also, get having family from New York and kind of going to New York every Christmas, kind of like kind of like feed into like why I love Home Alone two a lot. Um, and then I would definitely say uh, the, the night before with uh, Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, yeah. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. This movie to me, I remember seeing it for my birthday. It was me, Joel, and Sebastian. And we walked in. It was going to be funny as hell. We're going to love this movie. We walked in to be probably crowded. No one there. No one there. Oh, and yeah. No one. Me, and me and Joe Sebastian were like, oh, man. Like, this kind of breaks our heart. But it doesn't matter. It was theater to ourselves. And I just remember just dying laughing with Joel and Sebastian. We were just cracking up laughing. We were like, this movie's hilarious. We thought, we thought it was funnier than like uh, some of his other movies that he did recently. Like, but it, that movie make, that movie is very special to me because it was my last Christmas in Chicago before I moved here to AZ. Mm. And like uh, watching it with you know Joe and Sebastian at the time. And also just like, I love the chemistry between Anthony Mackie, Seth Rogen, and Joseph, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's so believable. Like it's so, it's so... It's so charming too, and they have some like really some like best comedic uh, timing with all three of them. And there's some funny things, you know, the scene where like the scene where they're in um uh, the church, and, and, and you know, Seth Rogen's like tripping the whole movie. He's doing cocaine, he's doing acid, he's doing mushrooms, he's doing Molly, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And and he's he's, he's in that church, and you know, he's, a, he's he's Jewish, and he's and he's wearing his, he's wearing his kind of like blue Jewish Christmas sweater. <laughs> And like he's like tripping on drugs, or whatever. And like he he sees the baby, like he's tripping on whatever. I think he's shrooms, whatever. The time and the baby, the baby kind of like mouths, "Fuck you!" And Seth Rogen's like, "Fucking baby, man! Fuck, I'm, I'm gonna kill this baby! I'm gonna shoot this fucking baby!" And his wife is like, oh "Shut God. the fuck up!" And then he goes, he goes, "Uh, who's on, who's on, who's on, the, who's on the cross?" He goes, "Who? The guy, guy like this?" He goes, "Jesus!" He goes, "Oh fuck, Jesus!" And he's like, <laughs> and he's like. He goes, you yeah, think, think, think we killed Jesus like that? And she goes, yes. He goes, oh, I can't be here. I can't be here. He goes, do, do, they, know, do they know I'm Jewish? And he goes, yes. He goes, how? Your fucking sweater. He goes, oh, no. And then he goes out of, out of the church and he throws up during the mid, middle of the mass. And oh it's, my God. it's so and he's, funny. And he's screaming, we didn't do that, by he the goes, way. He goes, oh, oh fuck just... me. He goes, Jesus, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so funny or there's there's, there's 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 so many funny things in that movie and like there's a lot of funny references to like there's like a home alone reference in there there's a the there's a big again not, not christmas movie, but big with tom Hanks the references that uh um have you seen this movie before nick the the night before yeah no i haven't not yet like it's, okay. it's been on my list for a little bit with my with my voodoo login I sent you last week, it's on there if you want to watch it. You're gonna love this movie. You're going to love this movie, dude. It's, I appreciate you. It's really? re- it's really. Fu- I think it's Seth Rogen's one of his best movies in the past couple of years. It's re- it's remarkably funny. It, you got the chemistry between all three of them is really funny. But like you laugh at some of the cameos. Michael Shannon, bro, in this movie, I'm not saying much. Steals the fucking movie. He steals the fucking movie in this. And I, 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 I want to tell you who he plays. Or what his character is, but like Michael Shannon has some of the funniest, di- some of the funniest scenes from an actor that I've seen in the past ten years, and you'll know when you see it. But when he's on screen, me, Joe, and Sebastian were just dying laughing because you know we were so used to seeing him as like a General Zod, you know, in Premium Rush, and he's like very serious, you know, dr- you know, villainous actor. He is fucking hilarious in this. Uh, but yeah, 
watch it. I want to know your thoughts about it later, whenever you watch it. But honestly, bro, you're going to love this movie. It's so funny. It is so, so funny. It's for sure top three favorite Christmas movie of all time. Obviously, maybe up there with Home Alone 2, but watch it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very feel-good movie, too. At the end of the movie, you'll feel happy. You'll feel like, oh, my friend will kind of like love like this movie, kind of like how funny, how raunchy it was, too. It's a very good blend of like raunchy humor with like good heart, good uh, emotional moments, too. Um, a lot of kind of fun cameos really out too. Uh, and my third final hot take as well, it's uh, Office Christmas Party. I remember seeing this end, end, of, end, yeah, no, end of our freshman year, Nick, of college, and I saw it with two people that, you know, who I'm referring to that have a very big hot take on movies. I won't say who they were. Well, I know exactly uh, who you're talking about. I know yeah, exactly I know who you're talking, you talking about. And, uh, Joel knows too. Talking about they who must not be named. The name. Yes, it, it fucking exactly. You know, I, I love I love stupid movies like that. I love stupid comedies like that. I get I'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. And I remember watching it with them and a few of the people we knew at the time through our you know through our dorm freshman year college. And you know, I know it was gonna be it was gonna be a, a stupid funny movie whatever. You know, it was a, based in Chicago. I I was obviously I was. I just moved. I just moved to AZ that same year, so it's kind of like I was going like movie at my back at home at, at the time. And then you know, I love TJ Miller. I met him a couple of times. He's just, he's always nice to me whenever I get to meet him. Uh, love Jason Bateman. I love uh, everyone. Sam Richardson from Randall Park, Vanessa Bayer, Jennifer Aniston, Olivia Munn. The movie it's it's a really rare, probably one of the last few rare studio comedies that had like a huge cast like that. That everyone was bringing something into it. And Devine Joanne Randolph, who was in it, who's in, who's in the holdovers, who I just I adore this actress. I think she's phenomenal. That was the first time I saw her in a movie. And I thought she was funny as as, as kind of like the John McClane kind of character in that. But to me, I can watch. I mean, P- Office Christmas Party. It was kind of based on an idea from, from an SNL skit with Jay Farrow and Pete Davidson. It's kind of like this, this kind of tech firm company in Chicago. Uh, T.J. Miller is, is like the is like the branch manager, and uh, his sister is like the interim CEO because it was like their dad's company back in the day, but he passed away recently. And basically, like she's kind of tight ass. She's kind of like I'm shutting the business down. He's like you guys shutting like the branch down because you guys are failing, whatever. So in order to save the company and their jobs. They have to like went over this kind of really big uh, tech uh, uh, VP, which is played by Courtney B. Vance, who's a phenomenal actor. Um, and they have to like you know like woo him over, but their uh, Jennifer Aniston cancels all Christmas uh, holiday parties because it's too much money, it's waste waste of time, whatever. But Tito Miller goes, "Fuck that! We're, we're throw a huge Christmas party for 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 our for our staff, also to impress this VP client, so we can get his business." And they definitely add a story to it, kind of like how to say the business, whatever. But when it's the actual party itself. It's fucking hilarious. It is so funny. I laugh, I watch it all the time. I, it makes me laugh. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. You know, it was. It did not do well, fortunately, at the box office. It was modestly budget based. A lot of a lot of big stars in that. And critics did not like it, unfortunately. But I can watch it over and over. I own that movie on Blu-ray. I this, I love Officer this party. It's a really f- funny kind of kind of like raunchy. Again, raunchy. Some good moments to it. I love the cast. Everyone has great chemistry in the movie. And when it works, it works. Again, definitely the best parts are for sure the, the, the party scenes. But the, the stuff leading up to the party scenes are really funny. Or me and Joel will say, there's a scene where he goes, man, what a bunch of bitches. Excuse me. He said there were a bunch of bitches. And it's, it's, it's so, it's like, uh, there's a scene in the car with Uber with Jennifer Aniston. And, she, and like, this driver found like kind of like loud math and kind of like talking her ear off, whatever. And she's like, yeah, I, yeah, it gets me guys to, to a party. What party? It give me, it give me two stars on Uber, like a bunch of bitches. And Oops. everyone goes, "Are you kidding me?" He goes, "Yeah, a bunch of bitches." 
<laughs> and then and then it goes son of a bitch. She goes no bunch of bitches. And it's so funny. The delivery oh is so it's so funny. Uh, I forgot for the actress who plays that character, the Uber driver. But it's it's funny moments like that that kind of just add up add up to the movie itself. And again, again, not, it was not critically received well by audiences or uh, critics or box unfortunately. But People I shitty comedy humor that. Humor. I agree, and honestly, that was my controversial top 10 of 2016. That was my top five, and people were like, you're crazy. And I'm like, well, also, I have Suicide Squad in my top five as well. People are like, you're insane. I'm like, good. I, call me insane. I, I, I sit by this list. I'm very proud of this list. Um, but I don't know. It's very funny. It's, 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 it's the, era, the era of how we don't have Christmas movies anymore. It was the era of, like, rated R kind of studio comedies and kind of, like, raunchy Christmas comedies. Like the best, the best Santas and the night befores, you know, and the best, best man holiday and stuff like that before and up Christmas party. That was like the last one we had, like weekend. It was now seven years ago, which is hard to believe. But I remember loving it. I remember the people I was with, the people that were, who that would not be named. Like, the movie was so fucking stupid, man. It was not funny whatsoever. And I was like, all right, guys. I'm like, and like, they were kind of like telling you why you should, why you should hate it. And it was just like, I liked it. I had a good time with it. I had a lot of fun with it. I saw it again with my brother and he loved it too. I showed it to my parents a year after on Blu-ray. I showed it to Joel when he came to visit me a couple years ago for our, for my twenty-first. And you know, it's a movie that I showed to Zeta last year. It's 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 fun a movie that I like to show people like like, like that I had before, which is this a really kind of silly, goofy rated R comedy that was like kind of like a studio movie that that era of filmmaking is now kind of like gone away, unfortunately. Because you're right, the like you said Joel, the comedy people's comedy taste has kind of like diminished, unfortunately. But who knows? It's yeah. That was made today. That would be definitely on Peacock or Hulu or Netflix, or whatever. But it's kind of the last hurrah, of like I get like kind of rated our holiday movie from a studio. But I digress. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, Nick, definitely watch Night Before. I think you're gonna love it. It's really super funny. Anthony Mackie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Seth Rogen are like pitch perfect hilarious. But watch, but watch for Michael Shannon, dude. You're gonna laugh your ass off during his scenes. Heck yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it's it's really funny. But all right, guys. So speaking of that, so off topic from you know from you know from you know holiday from holiday movies, Christmas movies, stuff like that. And the spirit of that, you know, I've been seeing a bunch of movies. I told, I told you to you last week, Nick, when I saw you know Next Goal Wins. I've been seeing a lot of movies that I don't know what's been going on. Whether it's, I mean, I'm not liking them. I'm not connecting with them the way I wanted to. Maybe, maybe not. But you know, I feel like we've seen a lot of movies that were like, man, we're so hyped for this. It's gonna be it's good it's gonna be great. It kind of disappointed us. I mean, I have a list. I'll go over it after you guys go. But like, I don't know. I feel like that's definitely been. I think this year. Well, for me personally, I feel like like I was hyped for a lot of movies, including Indiana Jones Five, and I was like, yeah, it was fine. Kind of kind of disappointed me too a little bit. I didn't hate the movie, but but apparently we're bought by Disney. Nick, remember? I wish we had the Disney money. Uh, oh man, I wish. <laughs> I wish, man. What a world to live in. But uh, but yeah, so. I, so I want to go around, go around, you know, all you guys. So I'll start with you, Nick. So what's been like a few times or, you know, a really major incident that you were hyped for this movie or movies? I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be the best thing ever. And you walked out saying, man, that would, did not live up to the hype. That kind of like disappointed me or broke my heart. What was it for you? Dang. So off the top of my head, Quantumania. Yeah. That movie was like, I was <laughs> just like, I was... <laughs> I was at a loss for words, bro. I walked out that theater with nothing to say. Like I remember, I you never were like, yeah, we were like, uh, yeah. It was like it was kind of like, what, what was the point of this of this movie, man? It it was just like it it, it just kind of felt like it was it was set up, and like I'm like it just 
like Ant Man versus Kang. Yeah, that's all the that's characters. ass, bro. Yeah, I'm like, you, you y'all should have just let Edgar Wright do his thing with this movie, man. Like, uh, yeah, it, or like from 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 the beginning, I, I should say, not with Quantum Mania specifically, but like, if he would have uh, been able to do his Ant Man movie, then it just, I feel like, the entire MCU would just be different at this point. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, indeed. Um, oh, definitely Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Uh, yep. Because yeah. the first Shazam, I was like, you know, that was cool. I was liking it. I, it. It wasn't all that to me, but like, it was it was cool for what it was. So then I saw the second one, or the the trailer for the second one came out. I'm like, okay, this this doesn't look too bad. And they, you know, I like the 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 costume designs a little bit more. I don't know how the Wizard Shazam played by Jimon Hansu is still alive. That that seems a little bit weird. And they wasted him. Yeah, I was like, what's, what was what was the point of him of him dying basically in the first one then? So it was just like, Stupid. and I watched the movie and it was like every chance they had to make the wrong decision, they took it. Like it was, <laughs> this movie was so fuck. it was baffling how awful it was. And then the fact that Zachary Levi was defending it so much, talking about some, hey, well, you know, I, I love Keanu, but John Wick is so it really it's not really that good because it's not a family movie like he's killing everybody oh. you should really see Shazam 2 and I hadn't even seen Shazam 2 yet but I saw John Wick 4 and I was like man kill that noise bro <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say something else but I right. kill that man kill Shazam kill Shazam I was like like have, having not seen Shazam 2 at that point I was like how dare you yeah. Tell me to Stupid. see Shazam 2 take. over John Wick 4. Like, bro. And then I saw Shazam 2. Like, it was like, that movie was garbage. And then, like, how they did Jibon Hansu at the end of that movie. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it seemed bro. like like if someone took, like, a Disney Channel movie. You know, like, Disney Channel movies, yeah. they just be doing, like, random shit. Like, oh, man, it's two Greek gods and they're sisters and they come down. But one's an old British lady and the other is an Asian lady. Um... Okay, like it's Fine, just like man. random shit like that. Yeah, I've always been in love with her. Anyways, who <laughs> Lucy Lou? Yeah, I'm, oh man, she's she's gotten older. She's still fine. Oh my god, I fell in love with her uh, from uh, Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. God, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Sorry, you're really kind of happy I, over I, there, Joe. I'm in a very committed relationship, but I will say I I respect your opinion, my brother. <laughs> I hear heavy breathing from Joel, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Shut up. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. She's very gorgeous. She's like that 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 Dave Chappelle character. Like, uh, did did you say Lucy Lou? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that yeah, dude. That do that. y'all want to watch Charlie's Angels tonight or something? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe she's at the Joel, Joel guys, have, like, so, go, I don't know. Joel, look around. Like. Where can I watch Charlie's Angels, the original? <laughs> <laughs> like banging his I, hand on the table with the car. He's like, come on, man. Come on, on, man. You, I already know where to watch it. No, I don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I own that bitch. <laughs> I own that bitch. What do you mean? Hold that bitch on DVD, my guy. The <laughs> first day uh, it came out, my guy. I was front line. <laughs> 4K, Blu-ray, VHS, Laserdisc, Biatch. <laughs> Hologram. Hologram. <laughs> And a bitch burned in my mind, bro. Burned in my mind. Uh, 
So I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, I mean, yeah, Nick. I mean, I mean that as I don't think, I think there's something that I kind of learned a lot too. I mean, I, I think it's, it's not classy when other filmmakers or other actors like shit on other people, other movies, other like directors, other kind of projects. So, like, where's the class? You know, y'all in the same business. Y'all want to see this movie succeed, even if it's ass. You shouldn't be shitting on other people's movies or directors. I think you know that's kind of a debate about you know with um, you know directors shitting on Marvel movies, superhero movies. And I, I agree with again, I would agree with him for sure. I, 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 agree, I agree on some certain takes. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it does you any justice or service when you're you're you're, you're belittling or you're talking you're talking down about a genre that was really successful. It still is successful to a degree. And for for Zach Levi, who I I'm a fan of, he was trying he was really trying to do damage control, man. And that you should know, man. Sometimes better is none. Just don't say anything. Just yeah. be quiet. Just you know, don't say this. You know, let you can have both movies. You know, did, yeah, did you, you hear you what he said movies. about about Sean Gunn? What did he say again? Like when it was it was announced that that Sean Gunn was casted as as Maxwell Lord and James Gunn, James Gunn's and Peter Safran's DCU, and then um, Zachary Levi said like, well, when your brother runs the DCU, I guess you could have any role you want or something to that effect. I mean. And yeah. it was like, oh, people were kind of like, oh, oh, dang. Like, I guess it was kind of like a bit of a thing. I, I'm I'm on two ends of that. I toasted mm-hmm. Joe before you hop, before you hopped on the podcast too. Um, was that on on the pre call on the pre show? Is that James Gunn? I think. Well, also people are mad at him about his wife. He, he put his wife. He puts his wife in every fucking project. Um, and it's and it's like it's obvious she's in, it's like, the scenes like yeah whether she's in Guardians three or Peacemaker or Suicide Squad or other things she, oh, it's yeah. obvious she, she's it's obvious she's there it is obvious she's there uh, that her c- certain cameo scenes or whatever yeah I you know to I think well, I, well, Jam- well James Gunn some of the cameos um it wasn't even like his he hadn't even like casted it or anything like it was like the studio had already oh, true true. I, yeah, I think I think right. for this, uh, yeah, right, right, you're right, you're, you're right, you're, 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 I think you're, I think on a few that I, I could be, I get, I'm definitely wrong about a few, but I think now it's kind of obvious that like she's put, he's putting her in like certain stuff. But you're yeah, right, but like, you're, you're right. Guardians of the Galaxy for sure. That definitely was wasn't definitely, one. Definitely, that was definitely. Yeah, look at me, I'm putting my. That was definitely me. James. Um, but you know, I, 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 yeah, I know when you, when you and I will review when we see Aquaman two next week, we'll we'll review it, we'll we'll talk about it more and then. But like my quick thing is that I do feel bad for some of the actors, whether it's Zach Levi, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, uh, Ray Fisher, um, Gal Gadot. Uh, possibly Margot Robbie, for all we know, because this thing I think a lot of them wanted to continue on, like how like Iron Man, uh, Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans and a lot, and you know Anthony Mackie and you know a lot of a lot of actors think that this is my role for a long time, and for most cases it is. You know, a lot a lot of people have that role for a long time, no matter what. You know, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, Hugh Jackman, and Wolverine. You know. A lot of people are very protective over their characters. You know, this is the first time I saw Shazam on screen in a live action or, uh, you know, a live action kind of like Harley Quinn, whatever, and on the big screen that is. So, you know, I think a lot of them are protective of like their roles. I think too, they're probably bummed. You know why? Because because like, I mean, when you and I saw Black Adam last last year, we we're like, cool. What's next? Whatever. And next day, James Gunn is doing DC and with Peter Safran. And you were like, now we're like, so it's. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them were kind of like, but yeah, I, the word is kind of butthurt, like, yo, like, what the fuck? You know, we could, we, I could, I could, I could get playing this role, like, Downey Jr. did with Iron Man for so many years, or Hugh Jackman of Wolverine for so many years, you know? Um, it's, 
um, you know, or Sam Jackson as Shaft. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, I, 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 in terms of like, or you know, Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick, I think it's like, I think a lot of, the, I think him, I think he was coming from a point of like butthurt and jealousy of like, man, like I was, I was, I had a lot left of Shazam in me that I could have explored. But due to the circumstances, like I, I'm, I'm being told no. As is Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman, as is Ray Fisher in Cyborg, you know, as is Ben Affleck in Batman and Henry Cavill. Obviously, Henry Cavill is that for example, for, for example, Henry Cavill and you know Superman. He came back and the next day. They go, nope, you ain't coming back no more. And that's just so yeah, shitty. That was crazy, man. That was so heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking, man. So I think on that end, I'll, def- I'll to be kind of advocate here. I understand exactly Levi's point. I think I think it's come from jealousy. I think it's come from jealousy. I think it's kind of butteredness because again, they were their their run was the run was interrupted, and also too, James Gunn's kind of being very weird, kind of like picking and choosing who can stay, who can. Again, I'm really happy that Wild Davis is staying as Mandel Wall. That's a perfect casting. And I'm glad that is. But you know, Blue Beetle, who I saw the other day, which I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that movie later. But it, it's you know, it's he's kind of picking and choosing who's going to stay or. Uh, peacemaker with you know uh, john cena he's kind of picking and choosing which i, I kind mm-hmm. of don't understand that still if you're gonna reboot you should reboot 100 and again i love margot robbie as harley quinn but if she goes she goes i love Mendel, uh, as Mendel Waller. i'll be mad sad that that happens but okay it is what it is if you're gonna reboot you gotta reboot fully you gotta do a full on reboot reset whatever and you know i do think james gunn i told you the joke before you hopped on too on the pre-show is that i think james gunn is going to be Casting a lot of people that he's already worked with, which that's the that's the business. If you want to work with people that you like and you work well with, i.e., us three, obviously, and then Moses. It's or someone like Ray. It's that's the business. I I get that. I just think that he, James Gunn has to be careful now because not only is he the director and writer of Superman and other movies, he's the head of a studio. And my people are like, yo, people are like, hey, I want audition for this role. Oh, I can't. Sorry, my wife's playing that role or my brother's playing that role. It's like, okay, man. All right, but you you got. I think you know you should. I mean, yes, he's not. He he's earned that right. He's earned that position to like. I can do what the fuck I want, and as he should. He's a great filmmaker. Don't be wrong. But if he's gonna like, if he's going to like say like oh, I'm putting my this brother in this role, whatever. That's that. That's that. It's like okay, man. You're you're. It's kind of obvious about it. But I don't think Zach Zach Levi has the right to his opinion. Don't be wrong. But it's not a good look. If if you want a job with them down the road. I wouldn't say anything. Uh, you could come back as you know a different character in the DC, is DC world, but I don't think it's a good look when you trash talk other actors, other filmmakers, because you know what gets you nowhere. It makes you kind of look very low or kind of like the, it's not a, it's not, not very classy, if you ask me. And I, I know a little bit of a ramble and rant, but you yeah, know. he really should have kept that to himself. Yeah, just don't say anything, man. Like, don't say anything. Now it, it makes him look petty. Makes him look petty, exactly, Exa- exactly. It makes him look petty. It makes you kind of look pathetic. It makes you kind of look like, oh, man, what the fuck, man? I'm, I'm, uh. Dude, again, I'm sorry. I'm finished Shazam movie. Last one was ass. It sucked. But also, too, I think your studio kind of fucked you over when they told everyone we were booting this franchise. And look, that movie flopped. Uh, Black Adam did not do well, unfortunately. Uh, the Flash flopped. Aquaman 2 is probably going to fl- drown this weekend, unfortunately. So oh, yeah. it's, it's, he, sh- I think he should have been more mad about, hey, yeah, people aren't seeing my movie. It's not 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 fully on you, but also look at look at your studio. Your studio cut your legs off before you all could run because they said, "By the way, you by the way you're, you're, having, you're having new characters in a year thanks to James Gunn." See ya. So he should have been more mad at his studio as producers, like, "Yo, man, what the fuck? Like, you kind you kind of ruined us. You kind of ruined our box office." So, but you know, it is what it is. But you know, I I really do think that if anything to learn from this, Zach Levi should have been like, "You know what? I'm gonna shut up. I'll do, I'll do another another." 
true crime, do drama, true you know life story movie, whatever. Yeah. No, what I would have done, I would have reached out to James Gunn, like, hey man, yeah, exactly. Um, Shazam probably isn't going to continue. Is there maybe another role that I can exactly. play in, in your DCU? Because exactly. they already have that. They, they met when when Gunn was trying to make when when Gunn was making the first Guardians movie because Levi auditioned for um for Star Lord and yeah. Gunn was like, "Hey, n- n- no nah. for Star Lord, but go audition for Shazam." And then yeah. he got Shazam, so it's like like maybe you shouldn't have been shit talking, bro. Yeah, exactly. don't don't if, bite the hand if that, that was you. the intention behind. Like, I don't know if that was like a tweet or like a live comment he made. Like, if it was talking shit, then it's like that's petty and that was just unwise. You shouldn't have did that. Or like, I don't know if he meant it in like a joking way or or it's what. But like, just the the way that it reads is kind of like it, you just sound like you're upset. It's it's not a good look. It's, it's not. not it's not. It's not a look. You look at Crybaby, and you, again, you were very. You're you work in Hollywood, man. You have a lot of great roles. You're very privileged. You're very lucky to have like you know that life. Just don't make again. You can. This is why people have therapists. This is why people have diaries and journals. Keep that shit to yourself. Don't don't put it on Twitter. Don't put it on whatever because it makes you look right. It makes you, like you said, Nick. It makes me petty and kind of like man, what the fuck? It's like come on, man. Like you're you're, you're better than this. But again, I digress. Is there any other movies that you that you saw that you were like, oh, I can't wait for this movie, but you walked out kind of still like heartbroken or disappointed? Uh, let me think. Let me think. Uh, let me see. Um, Expendables, I guess. That movie and- was like Indiana Jones for sure because I was I was so excited to see that movie, man. Like you telling me James Bangles from Logan is directing I this know, movie. We were so hyped, dude. We were so like, hyped, bro. And it was just kind of like like the ending was it was just kind of too easy and it was just like it was like I, it didn't feel like as special as it didn't feel special like it did when i was watching raiders of the lost ark for the first time mm-hmm. or the temple of doom for yep. the first time or hell even loki um a crystal skull for for the first time you know right because i'm like after like damn is yeah. is crystal skull better than Dial of Destiny? I I think Dial of Destiny is a bit better. But in, in terms of like, I don't think it's the proper ending yeah. that Andy should have gotten. And I think yeah, Disney... It, it, it didn't feel right. Like, it just, it didn't click. No, it didn't. I, what I heard, too, is that they reshot a few things, too. I heard they... Oh, yeah. They, and also, too, again, I was like, I remember I was texting you. I'm like, oh, bro, I can't believe they got James Mann because Spielberg said no. They got James Mangold. I was like, oh, let's go, baby. Let's go. Logan, Ford versus Ferrari. Let's fucking go, man. These guys are on fire right now. And I don't I don't blame him. I think it's someone that I've mentioned multiple times on the show. Her leadership and her kind of like not understanding these characters the way that she, she, that, she that she thinks she does. Uh, but, you know, I don't think it, it, it needed to be more polished or I mean, I won't say anything. The movie's still kind of fresh. It's on Disney Plus now. That ending Nick, that, that ending, I'll say, he mm-hmm. should have stayed. He, I think it would be cooler if he stayed there, if that makes what sense. Movie? Uh, the new Indiana Jones. Oh, damn, watch it. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say anything for you. It, it's, still, it's still like, it's, and it's new, I guess, to a degree. Yeah, but go like, ahead and spoil it. I don't give a shit. No, no, no I'm, I'm going to keep it sound for, the, for, our, for our listeners, too. I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it another time. Un- but understandable, yeah. That scene, Nick, where mm-hmm. they go someplace. He should yeah, stay there. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm with you. I'm with you because I'm like, yeah, that, it it would have been more impactful. Hundred percent. Or if they use 
the dial more if they utilize that dial more in the movie to the very end because that that goes to that one place it would have been like cool i want to see again if you're, if you're gonna do like time manipulation and time like different vortex or whatever do some back to the future shit do some kind of like you know yeah you, you gotta time. do some crazy shit you gotta do some yeah. crazy shit with it you can't just like the the one thing and it's kind of like mm, okay mm-hmm. like i was i was expecting more because also I, I like time travel stuff a lot yeah, me too and that's kind of that's some of my, some of my favorite shit to see in movies um it's awesome yeah man would have handled that perfectly there. I just Go saw ahead. this out this week in the time travel movies. Check out a predestination with Ethan Hawke. That's that's my favorite time my travel list. movie ever, bro. That's on my list. I still gotta watch that. It's a uh, Paul. Str- yeah, Paul. Str- Paul. Str- no, 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 not Paul Schrader. Michael, Michael and Peter Spierig. Hmm. What are they? Oh, they did. They did fucking jigsaw did. for that. Did they do Daybreakers? Yes, they did. Daybreakers ah, again. Yes. Also with Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe. Daybreakers, Day, Daybreakers is, is a very underrated movie. Very underrated. Movie. I love that movie. It's a very underrated movie. That movie. And they, they did a new concept in that movie that no one used, and I really liked it. You Man, know? yeah. Those guys, but those, bad, those guys had two movies that flopped terribly, and they've been kind of silent since. They did Jigsaw in 2017, and then they had a movie called Winchester with uh, Helen Mirren. No, and that was them. Yeah, Yo, it was, uh, was whack. I heard it was terrible. Winchester I remember that trailer and it, with you in college. Based, yeah, and it was Ugh. based on a true story, but the the true story was more interesting than the movie. When did that? Yeah, came. I thought it came out our sophomore year of college, <laughs> the week before Black Panther. That's <laughs> hilarious. Oh my god! Stupid yeah, ass. That, that's why I don't know and remember it. Stupid. You ass, can't. Stupid. You can't go against Black Panther, bro. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. Crazy. Stupid, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know, but yeah. So, man, I think you're on the same page with Indiana Jones. But uh, any, any other ones you want to mention? Um, no, that's it for me. That's it for All right. me. Some yeah, some things that I would definitely agree with you on. A lot of stuff that's on my list as well. All right, Sergio, my friend, what are some movies that they probably saw with me actually, or saw in general that you were like, okay, I can't wait for this movie, bro. It's gonna be so good, and you ended up walking out or ending or saying, man, that fucking sucked. <laughs> We both saw this movie. Fucking Lucy. Lucy's yeah, on my list. fucking garbage, man. That's on my, my list, too. Oh, my God, dude. Lucy was horrible. Because here's the thing. I have no problem with people being atheists and, you know, people's personal views on evolution and, and how, uh, you know, the world came to be and humans came to be. I have no problem. Yeah. Just to market a movie like that has an action movie and not hint at all what this movie is really about. It just, it, it gave, you know, like me and you were expecting this dope ass action movie. Yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. and then we had about 10, 20 minutes of action. And then the rest of the movie was just like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Like, you know, where it's just like, Oh, she, she's, Everywhere, <laughs> yeah, bro. She turned to a flash drive that pissed me off, bro. That shit, sorry, spoiler for Lucy drive, 10 years she, later. Sorry, guys. God, she went, she somehow hurt, she unlocked her brain and was able to meet the first, uh, quote unquote human, uh, I guess, or the ancestors of human. Uh, what, what was the name of the, the, the monkey? The Lucy, Lucy, that right, yeah, yeah. yeah the monkey with Lucy, uh, like, so. Yeah, Lucy was one. It was just I feel like they shouldn't have marketed. 
get it off as an action movie. Like, you can do it in a smarter way. You know, a lot of action people don't want to see a movie like that because you don't want to, like, have this giant scientific ending where you're just like, what the, what the fuck? What happened to all the fighting and the action and the guns? <laughs> like, you oh, know? Yeah. And they waste and they wasted Morgan Freeman, man. Oh, they my really God. Did. They really did. So there's that movie. Uh, I had low expectations for uh, Chirac already. Didn't want to see it, but we, me and you saw it. Part of it, at least. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a trash movie. People loved it, though. To use her own, not Chicago people, but you know, to use her own. <laughs> uh, uh, man, what else can I think of? I've shit on so many movies and now I'm drawing a blank. Um, let's see. Uh, and it's so hard to think about. Um, another movie I was disappointed about that looked good. I don't know. I'm usually pretty right about the movies I wouldn't like. <laughs> you know, I respect like, because, like, you know, like you see a movie and just like it looks like a, it, like it looks like a movie I wouldn't enjoy. You know, and it's. <sighs> That's just how I am, very much so, where it's just like, I I don't want to watch that, because I know I wouldn't like it. Uh, so I usually don't watch movies I would dislike. Uh... Oh, man. Uh... Lucy was on my list too. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, yeah. Well, not. Oh, what about uh, what about Last Jedi? What about Last Jedi? I remember you guys were like walking out like fuck oh, this movie. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Jedi fuck that sure. movie. You too, dude. Nick. Like, you know what? I I didn't like Last Jedi the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it, I enjoyed it. I gotta watch it. Yeah. I, it's been, I haven't watched it since it came out. And I, I, yeah. I, I, I have a cool steelbook of it because I, I, I wanted the whole collection of it on my, in my Blu-ray. Uh, but yeah, I gotta rewatch it. I, I, I've seen... I've I, seen I feel some... like it's, it's like with, with the overall like narrative of the sequel trilogy, it just it yeah. really just doesn't fit. But if you no, watch it just true. kind of like on, on its own... Basically, then it's like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting because they had a bunch of interesting concepts, but it was just like you had two directors trying to do two different things in the same trilogy, so that's right. why it's all like fucked up. If it was just all Ryan Johnson's trilogy, then it probably would have been dope, and like the Last Jedi would have like made more sense, and it wouldn't have felt so like out of place. Or if it was all um Abrams trilogy, then the Last Jedi wouldn't happen, and then Rise of Skywalker probably would have been flames because. The Force Awakens was dope. So then, if he was just like, "Well, I'm gonna do part two, and then like that one will be dope, and then the third one will be dope." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, my guy. Fucking spot on. Fucking spot on. That's I can't, I cannot agree more with you. And it's sad that movie could have been that. Truly, could be something like amazing. But Kathleen Kennedy and Disney does not understand Star Wars, if you ask me. But that's you know, another conversation for the uh, time. Was. Uh, <laughs> 
I fucking hate it. I remember. I, I started walking because I, I saw it when I saw it the first time with my dad. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, it was cool. It was cool. I, met, I was like, I, I was like, oh, First Awakens shits on this movie. First Awakens is fucking awesome, and I'll stand by my love for that movie any day of the fucking week. Um, and then I remember seeing it with my dad one day. I was like, oh, it was cool. It was fine. I was like, okay, because you know, also I didn't love Rogue One the way everyone else did. I thought Rogue One was cool, but I just mm-hmm. kind of felt this kind of like except for the except for like the Force Whitaker, Donnie Yen, and also the the Vader scenes. And the beach scene is kind of cool, but to me, I kind of, it kind of felt just like, all right, it's a prequel to, uh, to the original trilogy. I guess, I guess, I guess, um, it, it, it's fine. But then I was definitely more invested in like the new trilogy storyline. Then I remember like seeing it opening to my dad's guys. It was okay. And I remember seeing it. I saw, I saw it again. I saw it again with you, Jujo. I saw it with you, Sebastian, TJ, and Eduardo. And I remember y'all didn't see it yet, so I saw it with you guys. Amber, Nick, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I've never seen a group of dudes angry at a movie the way I saw with these with these guys. Oh like we walked man. out of the movie, bro. Exactly. I went back, went back to visit them in Chicago for a weekend, and I walked out. Sebastian <laughs> was pissed. Joel was pissed. Eduardo was mad. TJ Damn. was hella mad. And I was like, "What's up, guys?" And you're like, "Man, no." They're like, "Yo, man, fuck this movie." Good <laughs> <laughs> and shit. Because as a follower of Star Wars, the trilogy, and like what everything was set up to be, and then completely changed some random Asian chick with this like weird out of nowhere romance, right? With Finn. uh, uh, The longest fucking chase in history that chase by the way i thought this was like the same day maybe like a few days no this was like several weeks probably like several weeks like two maybe three weeks i don't know chase going on like you're telling me y'all were chased throughout the galaxy they couldn't destroy your shields for that long and like just it was and then and then everything with I hate yeah. that movie. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out, Joe. It was just Princess out. Leia out of fucking nowhere using force. Oh, yeah. That that could have... Dude, she's force sensitive. She doesn't have any force power. Right? Yeah. She's force sensitive. There's difference. Okay? It, it's, yeah. And then what? how they mutilated... Mutilated fucking Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Turning him into bear grills, making the the drinking alien titty milk, right? That was what weird. You, what you can buy now at Disney, believe it or not. <laughs> I would try it. I would. I've heard it's, I've heard it's good. Unfortunately, <laughs> I would. I would I'm try not. it. Hell yeah. I'm not it's, gonna try it. I'm it's it's Let me get some over- of that green alien titty milk. Juice, thank you. That'll be forty dollars. That'll be forty dollars. Uh, nah, <laughs> send it back. <laughs> forty dollars. Oh, oh hell no. shit. Fucking Disney, man. You're Disney probably like just, just pour some of it in my hand for five dollars. Yeah, yeah. A little, a little sip. Yeah, <laughs> a little taste. <laughs> Look, little, little taste, little taste, little, little sip. <laughs> little, little taste, taste. Uh, <laughs> yeah, moms. I, I, I literally remember the vibe. Of that of you guys like we we had, we had brunch afterwards too and i remember like i'm telling you nick these guys were like mad like, i've never seen I, i've seen joel mad at a movie before with him multiple times but i didn't see sebastian mad at a movie before or tj mm-hmm. 
and these guys were fucking just mad. And they were like, you know, they're like, man, fuck this movie. And I literally remember like the scene where yeah, Luke maybe. throws, where, uh, where, where, uh, where, uh, where Luke throws the, uh, the, the, the saber over his back, whatever. I remember Joel clears day. Joel goes, um, excuse me. <laughs> and, I started, and I was, and I was laughing. I was like, so flabbergasted, like, my guy. I was so lost for words. I was like. Oh, ow, what is this? Like, I thought, like, I missed saw. I, I was like lost on what the fuck was happening. I was it. it um. Yeah, I got, I got rewatch it for my, for my own viewing. Like, again, I own it because I feel like I, I can rewatch. I'll rewatch that trilogy again, and like that thing. But you're right. I, I think I could, I could not agree more. If it was JJ's trilogy, that would have been pristine. If that was Ryan's trilogy, done. They did that thing where again it was just the okay. They, there was no clear direction. There was no clear. There was no clear like, hey, this is the plan. How Kevin Feige had a plan for the MCU for the past for the for the first ten years with you know from Endgame from the Iron to Endgame. There was no plan. Mm-hmm. It was basically you know cool. I director one, here's your story. Director two, here's your story. Director three, here's your story. Oh, by the way, I'm, your your last movie flopped. Director three, you're fired. We're gonna have JJ come back. Cool, JJ, do your thing. JJ was kind of like, "Well, shit." And I was like, "All right." And I think he was kind of like, "I'm doing it because I love Star Wars, but I don't have an idea." And then, sure enough, he, people didn't like Rise of Skywalker. I, I like the, I'm doing it for what it is. It's it's not terrible, but it's it's just fine. It's just fine. I I'm a blame production, and I'm also going to blame the fandom because the fandom yeah. was bit, bitching and Very complaining. Toxic. Very toxic. Because they're just like, oh, you know, it's a, it's, it's the first movie in a long time. JJ just only wanted to set up the story, and then said, and then said, I don't want to do another one, because he wanted uh, different directors to add their own spin on things to add to the story to make it interesting and make it good. But because the fandom complained and bitched so much production was like oh we can't do this throughout the original script said change everything and and uh yeah ryan johnson got fucked i'll say that the story was shit the story was completely shit so production and the fandom stop being a little whiny baby sometimes just let things fall like it wasn't a bad start to a movie it's a new generation, right? A new, new, new lead people. He set up a story. That was it. That's all. And then people bitched about it. It was ridiculous. They added new things and then a, a few similarities to the old movie. To, yeah. to do to do callbacks. To be like, all right, I see where this is. I see how this can start. I see where this is at. I enjoyed it. And then people bitched. And it was just, and then we got that Toxic. fucking atrocity of last Jedi. There, there's a guy I listen, I used to listen to, not so much anymore. It's a guy named Christian Harloff. He's he's a, he's a big critic, a YouTuber. He's been around for a long, long time. And back when he was doing a show on Collider, um, he was he's a, he's a Star Wars kind of like you know expert too. And I kind of agree with the statement to a degree because I really do like Ryan Johnson when he's not doing Star Wars stuff. I think I loved. I mean, I love Looper. I love Knives Out. The first Knives Out, I did not like the Knives Out too at all. Uh, but I, I think I'll say this: The Last Jedi is a well-made Ryan Johnson movie. It is a bad Star Wars movie. It is a bad Star Wars movie. It's well-made, but it is a bad mm-hmm. Star Wars movie. How I feel about Iron Man three too. Iron Man three 
is a bad Marvel superhero movie. It's a very well-made movie from Shane Black and Rum Downey Jr., get me wrong, but it is, a, it is a bad MCU Marvel movie. And I think Last Jedi, I, I know, I think Ryan and DJ have, DJ have beef for, for what happened. I mean, it's what it is. I think if these guys were smart, they would have been like, yo, well, hey, Kelly Kennedy, Disney, I want to get I want to get in a room with JJ and Ryan. JJ, hey, I want me with Ryan. Ryan should go. Hey, I want me with JJ. Just have a fucking idea. Or at the time, the Colin Trevorrow was, was going to do you know the la- was going to do the last one. Guys, get in a fucking room. Don't go with the production. Don't go with the Disney says. Guys, you are all grown ass men and directors, filmmakers. Y'all use your agents. Use your managers. Speak with each other. And that's and, and guess what. Talk, you guys. You guys are filmmakers. You guys are. I mean, so people I know. There's Sean Father, Ryan Coogler, uh, Jordan Peele, Christopher Nolan, Greta Gerwig. Like they talk to other filmmakers. And that's the thing about in that industry. If you have that access to do it, talk to them. Hey, I'm doing this movie too. Again, I, I thoughts, ideas. Well, let's talk about it. You shouldn't have to go through a producer. Who I'm sorry again. Kathy Kenny has not. Has, she has not ran Disney. Uh, she's not. She's not ran Lucasfilm at well at all. If you ask me, minus uh, the first Star Wars movie and Mandalorian for what it is. You, they should have talked. Not with they should talk. You guys should have had an idea. You know, it is what it is. But there was there obviously there was no plan with that trilogy whatsoever. But I, again, that's on my list as well. Any other movies, Joe? You want to throw in there before I do mine? Uh, be from any time in the world. You watch it. You watch it at home. You watch it in TV. You watch it in the films, uh, theaters. Could be anything. Like I said, I really don't watch movies that I I know I won't like, so I can't think of any movie that uh, that I was just like oh, I was completely disappointed in, <laughs> you know. Because you you'll tell me a movie, watch it, and you know I you know I've watched movies that you've enjoyed that I that I felt like I wouldn't like it, and I've changed my mind, and then others that I was just like no, I was right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I I just know myself so well, and so I can't really think of movies that really stuck with me all this time. I'll probably remember like a few days down the road, <laughs> like of a movie that. But right yeah, now no, I can't for sure. can't think about like, dude. I I went on your I went on your Voodoo. I was like, no, these movies I hate. I went on Hulu. I'm on Amazon right now. It's like. My well, there's I either don't know the movie or I I watched it and I enjoyed it, <laughs> you know. So oh, it's yeah. like ah, I don't. Uh, so it's... yeah, no, I can't <laughs> think of a movie that I've seen where I was like I had a high expectation. Maybe there's a movie you'll mention that I'll be like, oh yeah, I yeah, got yeah. a lot. I got a lot. <laughs> Trust. I, I won't go through because all of them like, in depth. I, I, yeah. I do remember me and you talking about movies, but I feel like a lot of times we get disappointed before the movie comes out. Oh yeah, you know for what sure. I mean by oh, hearing about sure. some of the the news of it. I'll oh, uh, I'll say Venom. I'm gonna really? say Venom. Really? Because I wanted Venom to be a rated R movie. Uh, you know, Tom Hardy did acted the actors acted their heart out, but the story was was weakened because they, they it wasn't a rated R movie. 
it, it, it felt lacking. So I was very, very disappointed by that. But overall, the you know because of the acting, it it came out well. I I enjoyed it, but I was disappointed because Disney decided to ruin everything like they usually fucking do. Did you did you like uh, Carnage? In the, in the, you like uh, Venom Two? Let, let there be Carnage or nah? Same thing. Yeah, the story was still lacking. Uh, I did enjoy um. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrison Harrelson uh, has Carnage. I think he again the acting was phenomenal. They 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 did so well acting wise, but the story yeah. was weak. The yeah. story was weakened. Uh, more than it like if it feels radar movie been a completely different movie because they wouldn't have had to hold back this one Ooh. it's 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 them being held back and having restraints i i think i really think you now as the his that trilogy closes next year or year after when it comes out when tom hardy you know, says goodbye to that character if we don't see spider-man i think it's a huge misopportunity that we never saw oh, them I mean, we again, we again, we saw him right Nick. I mean, we saw, we saw. I mean, I literally remember. I remember seeing the first venom with you and Moses, Nick, and we're like, oh, this was good. We walked in, we walked same thing, Joe. We we all walked in, like everyone's like, oh, it's so bad or it's so terrible. But me and Moses and Nick, we're like, what? We're, we're gonna go in for our own, for our own expectations. And so too, we were making jokes the entire time. Me, Nick, and jo- me, Nick, and Moses were cracking up. We we're making hella jokes to ourselves <laughs> throughout the movie. Like, <laughs> I, Nick, Nick was Nick was cracking me up. Moses was cracking me up. We're, Kind of make each other laugh, whatever. And we, we had a fun time. I remember seeing Carnage with with Nick, uh, you know, two years ago, and that post credit scene. I remember me and Nick were like, "What the fuck? Oh my god! This is what the fuck? It's happening! God, fucking Venom and you know, Spider Man! So here we go! Here we go!" And I remember like the hype for No Way Home was like even like through the roof. I'm like, "Oh my god! It's gonna happen finally!" And I was very vocal about this after the after seeing No Way Home with Nick, Kalen, and Zeta. I was saying. Okay. Yes, that post credit scene. There's a little bit of a little bit of goo, a little bit of uh, you know symbiote left from that, but that was a waste. If you ask, that was kind of a waste of like Look. that was the biggest cock tease ever. <laughs> it fucking was like No Way Home was so good. It made me forget that Venom wasn't in the movie until exactly. the end credit scene. Like Thank when he you. showed up at yes. that, I was like, wait a second. Yes. Wait, what the? He wasn't even in the movie. Yes. And like, bro, it's like <sighs> it makes the whole tease um from the first one. Or not from the first one, but from Venom Two, where he sees Tom Holland Spider Man on the at, at first. Um, it's like, what was the point of that? But actually, someone pointed out that, um, uh, like at the 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 time when like everybody like in No Way Home, when everyone is being like transported to this six one six or like Earth nineteen. 9999 universe whichever the fuck it was yeah like someone was pointed out that when when venom in his end credit scene got transported it it was before dr strange actually did the spell because when oh. he when he was watching the television like that's that was right when spider-man had been that that was right when spider-man had been revealed to be peter parker that wasn't when that was so. That was before Doctor Strange did the spell. So I was like, oh, okay, shit, so right. why or how did he get there? Now either something else is going on, or it was literally just um, a mistake in continuity. Yeah, true. They, they be doing that shit sometimes, but that they would do. be really interesting if it was something else. But it would also be like, okay, but he was still there in the main Marvel universe. So why not have him interact with everybody? You like why think, do dude. that? 
You would That's think. mad fucking irritating. The more I think about that end credit scene, yeah. the more irritated I get. Because it's like, you, you could have... You could have legit had him be there. Like you could have low key did um black suit Spider Man oh. after you know spoiler alert after um Aunt May died. Maybe it would it might clog up the movie a little bit low key. But unless you wanted to like oh well this is just like No Way Home Part One and then like No Way Home Part Two is him like you know now we see him doing like the whole I'm the black suit Spider Man thing and like it's him coming back from that like character arc or whatever da 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 da. But it would have been sick. Would have been sick, bro. It would have been. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'll bet you. I'll bet you this right now. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I heard a rumor that Andrew Garfield might show up in Venom Three. I, I mean, that'd be awesome, but I, d- I doubt it. I, I, I doubt they're gonna dope. do that. I, no, they need to do awesome. that. Uh, I, really, yeah. I, I highly doubt in Venom Three we're gonna see Spider Man or a Spider Man, whoever it is, Tom, Toby, or Andrew in Venom Three. And I don't think they're going to do Venom and Symbiote because Tom Holland has, I believe, has one left, one more movie left in his contract after No Way Home. And hmm. I think that I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to show a Symbiote in the next Spider-Man. Personally, I think they might be like, you know what, eh, we'll hit for another movie or maybe another post-credit scene where the, the, the Symbiote finally got to New York from from fucking Mexico uh, from No Way Home, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I really doubt we're gonna see any of that. In the movie. Yeah, I could be wrong. I I love to be proven wrong about stuff. I really hope I am wrong about that. But I have a gut feeling they're gonna be like, yeah, we'll see it for another time. Or you know, we're, we're gonna end Tom Hardy's Venom's trilogy on a non-Spider-Man interaction, minus the post-credit scene. But who knows? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But yeah, you know, what kind uh, of interesting, I also like, yeah. thought about another movie. Yeah, dude, Black Suit. Be- Go ahead, Joe. Spring Breakers. Huh. Yeah. That movie. Me and Doug got a lot of anticipation and excitement for that movie because I was like, oh, looks hella yeah. dope, you know. And well, we are horny teenagers and also very know, true. girls, spring break. Exactly we're excited for college. <laughs> you know, we're excited because we were like, oh, man, college will be like this. And then it never, well, for me, it never did. Uh, and so, you know, just, <laughs> you know, party. Like that. Definitely not uh, as hyper violent. Look at uh, my yeah. shit. <laughs> well, Look at before, my shit. <laughs> before we saw the movie, anyways, uh, you know, we we're excited because you know Selena Gomez is fine herself, and uh, you know, it seemed like a fun spring break movie. We we're like, all right, for sure, it looks like a good movie. Looks like I was partying, all this shit, like gonna get crazy. We watched it. <laughs> Selena Gomez left, and it turned into a whole different movie. Frank, James uh, Franco. James Franco's character, who was based off the rapper, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Riff Raff. Uh, Riff Raff, there you go. Thank you so much, Chuck. <laughs> uh, and that was just, it was weird. It was weird. We always say this. After Selena Gomez left, the movie was shit. <laughs> mm. yeah, bro. And, those, and those sex scenes are so uncomfortable. Dude, the, oh the gun-sucking one was weird. It was just strange. And that movie... Uh, Gucci that Man, movie, my ugh. daughter, hungry. The <laughs> big pile of weed. Two girls standing in the middle of the field back-to-back killing a giant, a giant compound of thugs. <laughs> Has they wearing bulletproof vests and they have like AKs and shit and they these two girls both have are dual wielding pistols back to back 
standing still in bikinis and never reload. They never reload. Never reloaded. Killed Mm -hmm. everybody. And then Gucci Man in the hot tub didn't act surprised and died dumbly. It was the worst fucking movie ever. It felt like it felt like someone started a movie idea, got really high off of some random ass drugs, and then decided to make this fucking shit movie. It was so bad. It was so bad. It, I yeah. Dude, that that that's <laughs> how he's laughing when Joel says that. My baby hungry. My baby was the and Joel, Joel goes, then sell your fucking weed. <laughs> Yeah, mountain of weed. Complete <laughs> my baby hungry. I know it's and I know it's supposed to be like a metaphor, like this man selling on my streets, yeah. taking my money, blah blah blah. Like I knew it back then, but I was like, yeah, you you'd be fine. You you own a compound. This dude is is sucking gun dick with two twins that <laughs> share women and do everything together in a weird incestual way. Like fucking Wait. I wouldn't have been threatened. Wait, b- before I do my list real quick, Nick, have you seen Spring Breakers before? Um, I have not, but I heard about it. I, w- it's, I can't say watch it, but I would do love your feedback if you ever watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a fucking biz- it's It's really like, this is really, it's like early A24, so like the first A24 movies. And oh, man, wow. how far they've come, my friend. Jesus Christ. How yeah. far, well, I, far I do like A24. It's <laughs> definitely like, before A24 was kind of polished and does. stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna do my do my list real quick. I'm, I'm gonna do some kind of rapid fire. Uh, first off, we get I already said Indiana, Indiana Jones five with you, Nick. I saw I said um, you know Lucy with with you, Joe, and obviously we said uh, Lucy and um, uh, Last Jedi. Uh, other bad for me is Jack Reacher two. I fucking love the first Jack Reacher so much. I love that movie. Probably one of my favorite Tom Cruise Tom Cruise movies of all time. I thought two was atrocious. I thought it was a joke. I'm like, what if they ruined this character? You know, Chris McCoy didn't do this one. I was like, oh, that's not good. When we left the project, and I was like, ooh. And it's so, so soap drama, soap opera. It's it's awful. It is awful. The budget looks so cheap. The acting is terrible. The violence is so corny. Ugh, gross. Glass, unfortunately. I love Unbreakable. Probably favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie of all time is Unbreakable. Um, and I loved Split. Split to me, that twist at the end, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, here we go. And I'm so hyped. I don't think he could, I don't think he could have, I don't think he nailed the ending when it came, landed the ending, um, when it came to Glass. And a lot of cool things about it. I think McAvoy's phenomenal in his, you know, in his different roles. You know, Sam Jackson's good when he, when he, wants, to, when he wants to talk. And Bruce Willis was kind of being Bruce Willis, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. it, it, I don't think it, it tied the way it all did and the in uh in uh this movie so i there's part i do like put some parts of it for sure the, the opening fight scene between uh, uh bruce willis and uh jim mcavoy cool other than that yeah nope um guardians 2 no i love the first guardians of the galaxy guardians 2 to me had a bit of like a it was too jokey at times so i'm like okay it's it, it was shot real well don't get me wrong i love, I love all the acting for sure I love, and i love kurt russell as the as the villain it just to me was a little too jokey, and I was kind of like, okay, this is kind of getting annoying after a little bit. Uh, Glass Onion. I fucking love the first Knives Out. One of my surprise favorite movies of 2019. Love that movie. And when I heard Netflix, Netflix was buying them for like half a bill uh, for our Netflix, I was like, oh, no. And also yeah, how they kind of ruined that theatrical experience um, with uh, this movie. Uh, they kind of like said, oh, it flopped. Well, you put it in 500 theaters. Yeah, it flopped. 
it made a lot of money. You put it in those select theaters, and you, and, now, and AMC and Regal allowed and allowed you guys to have movies the first the first time ever in their theaters, and you guys kind of fucked them over. So, to the point, it's definitely a big step down. The first Knives Out, I think it was kind of too parodying of its own self. And I thought the twist wasn't as kind of like fulfilling or as rewarding as the first one was. And I think besides Leslie Odom Jr., who I adore, I think I think everyone's kind of wasted in this one. I think the first one had a, had a better cast. Oh, the, oh, Janelle Monae was great. Janelle Monae, Edward Norton, and um, uh, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. was great. Everyone else was I thought was kind of just kind of not acting well, if you ask me. Uh, Amsterdam, love great cast. David, David Russell fan for the most part. Big disappointment. Thought it was kind of eh. Me time. This movie with Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg, I wanted to fucking rip my hair out. This movie was terrible. And I'm pretty sure I saw that at a screening in person. I almost walked out. This movie's terrible. I, want, I wanted to walk out, bro. This movie Jeez. was awful. I love Kevin Hart. Big Mark Wahlberg fan. This movie fucking sucks. And I was like, wow. Whoever agreed to this movie, you know, Kevin Hart produced it. Guys, what the fuck are y'all thinking? This movie is terrible. As a 4% Rotten Tomatoes. That's very generous of you asking me. It should be at least a one or a two or a zero because that movie is garbage. That's surprising. That movie is garbage. That movie is garbage. They have, they have good chemistry. The movie's not funny at all. At all. It sucks. It is, it's not funny at all, dude. And then they, they had this kind of stupid, weird, like, oh, conspiracy theory. I, uh, he's a data, data thief kind of thing out of nowhere. And I was like, where did this come from? This makes no <laughs> sense. Where did this come from? This makes no sense. thought it was eh, terrible. Mm-hmm. I know Joel might hate me for this one. I thought the Rooster Brothers Cherry, Cherry movie was garbage. I know, I know. I know. Joe's a fan of this movie. Yeah, I, 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 I can yeah. see. I can see why people yeah. don't like it. Me personally, I did enjoy it. Though. This this the scene. Have you seen it, Nick? No, no, I haven't. It didn't um like interest me. For to me, the Russos doing this as their follow up to Endgame was a stupid move. I thought, wow, you're gonna follow up Endgame with this. What are y'all thinking? And the, I I it was a, it's way too long. And the scene, the, the uh, spoiler, alert, sorry, Nick. There's a camera shot where you see someone's up, someone's asshole, and I was like, I'm yeah, out. that one was on. Oh, definitely not watching that. I didn't I'm out. like that thing. You hear like the, the, the noise too. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, I'm I'm kind of done with this movie. I'm done. Again, I grew up. I, again, another one. Love Eddie Murphy. I love the first coming to America. Coming to America was garbage. Was garbage. Second one, I love the I first one. I forgot about that movie. Oh my, I love the first one. And I, 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 Dolomite just came out the year before. So the premiere of that movie in, with Moses in LA. I love Dolomite as my name. Like, Eddie Murphy's back, baby. Here we go. I knew it was in trouble when Paramount sold it to, to Amazon Prime. They go, hey, we're going to sell it to you guys. Good luck. And then they, you know, the first one is rated R. This one was PG 13. And when a sequel does that, it's a bad sign. It's a very bad sign. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I was like, man, this movie fucking sucks. I was like, wow. I'm like, this is a big letdown. Come on, Eddie, you're better than this. And yeah, I love the first one. Whack. A uh, one that I was so hyped to go see. I, I think we, we didn't even see it in college, Nick. Was fucking Gemini Man. And I was so hyped for Gemini Man. <laughs> Yo, bro. Gemini Man, that was amazing. I was not. Bro. Wait, what's that, Nick? And that like Gemini Man was a major disappointment because the um oh, dude whole premise was like yo this is interesting but also they they kind of showed the twist in the trailer and then the movie was just like okay it's like 
y'all are making it seem like a, a big deal, but it's like we already knew that this was gonna happen. Like there wasn't really a twist in it. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you on that, uh, dude. I did. I, I I thought that movie was gonna be fucking lame as shit. Not gonna lie. Oh, I remember seeing it chapter two with you guys when you came out to visit us, Joe, with Tim and Sebastian. I remember you, me, and oh, yeah. the yeah. for it, and me, and me and me and Nick were like, "Yo, fuck you, Gemini man." And Joel goes, "Nope." <laughs> Joel was like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah. Tell me, nah. it's gonna be lame. And me and Nick were like, "No, fuck you, man. It's gonna be good, bro. It's gonna be good." I mean, the trailer had us hyped. And by by, I remember as, as soon as soon as as soon as uh, the uh, James Smith song "Icon" was playing in the trailer, Joel goes, "Ugh, of course they're playing his son's song in this trailer." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was such a. Here's the thing: I love Will Smith. I love Will Smith. He slaps, but but there is if you if you look back and watch and check out the movies that he's made in the past you can tell that there's there's similarities to some of his movies where you're just like this is a will smith movie yeah. you know what i mean it's not a movie with will smith no it's a will smith movie and i was just like no <laughs> i was like this seems like something he would do and he would focus it around himself and it's just like i don't want to watch this uh and like you said they gave away the twist like the movie would have so probably better. been a lot better if they didn't give away what was happening but at the end of the day i wouldn't have liked it still but i Hell think no. uh people's perception of the movie would have been uh, a lot better if they didn't give away that. Oh my God, there's a clone of him. And the <laughs> positive thing I'll say about this movie, I thought the de aging looked phenomenal. The de aging looked de-aging really pretty- good, right? Yeah, de aging was pretty solid. Not gonna lie. And I really do like the. It was shot in uh, 60 uh, FPS, whatever the frame is, uh, the frame rate of it is. And that was cool because I have a Samsung TV, and that's and everything that we watch on the Samsung TV. There's, it's it's kind of like set to that kind of like fast motion kind of thing. People don't like it. I personally do think it looks really fucking cool. And that mm-hmm. and most movies are shot in twenty three point point nine eight frame rate. The sixty frame rate was really cool. If you ask me, in this movie, but people didn't like it either. But yeah, it is what it is. Man, I, I was so hyped for. I remember watching during COVID with my dad. I was like, man, fuck this movie. I'm like, Ang Lee, bro. I still forgive you for that boo boo ass Hulk movie. I don't. I don't forgive you. I don't forgive you for this either. I, I don't forgive you this movie because shame on you. You know, again, big Damien Chazelle fan. I love Whiplash. I love and I love La La Land. I really like Babylon on it too. I thought his first man biopic was boring, or as Drake says, embarrassing. <laughs> I, I, I thought this was a snore fest. I was like, oh cool, it's gonna be Sean IMAX. It's gonna have Ryan Gosling. It's gonna have Spielberg producing. <laughs> Bro, I guys, I tell you, I had a fight to stay awake for this movie. I had a, st- I was fighting my sleep. I was like, "Yo, gotta stay awake, gotta stay awake, gotta stay awake." And I was so bored watching it at home. I'm like, "Wow!" And I watched. It, I'm like, "This movie kind of sucks." Again, love Ryan Gosling, no fault to his own. There's no emotion to this movie. It's so soulless. And I'm like, "Man, I'm out." I just I thought it was disappointing from everyone from a directing, technical, acting standpoint. Project Power. I was, I you know, I love Jimmy Fox. He's one of my favorite actors. He's one of my favorite people of all time i i love joseph gordon levitt let's go i'm hyped for this one cool concept it was during covid let's go fuck this movie i despise this movie i don't hate anything i despise the movie it was so whack the the violence was so watered down for a rated r movie the script was terrible 
the story really made no fucking sense. And I was like, wow, I was hyped for this movie. I was hyped by the premise of it all. Loved the cast. Movie was whack. Whack. This movie was such a letdown. <laughs> Man, an MGK, bro, stop acting, please. Please stop acting. You were not good. You were not a good actor. Please stop. Ugh. Um, Irishman, as you also people on the show, Irishman was a big letdown. I think it was four hours way too long. CGI, the aging looked terrible. It's it just to me it was a big letdown. It's like, oh, this is you know, Scorsese going back to kind of the mobster, kind of like you know, like the mafia kind of thing. You got Pesci, you got De Niro, you got Pacino. Yep, and they should stay retired because this movie was a big letdown, way too long. Mm-hmm. And wait till you hear for, for, for another episode, probably. I'm gonna do my my review for Kills of the Flower Moon on, on a different episode. Same thing. I I was more generous with Kills of the Flower Moon, but same thing. It's way too fucking long. Like Scorsese, man. Bring these movies back to two hours, two thirty, two forty-five tops. They don't have to be three and a half hours, four hours long. You don't. Please stop doing this. It's now it's making me getting mad. <laughs> so that's by putting my Irishman. Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, mm-hmm. as we all probably know. You know, yeah, Nick. You know, Phoenix, you're I know. You're I know. I'm gonna say, and I and people hated Apocalypse. It's not a good movie, but I liked Apocalypse more. Because of Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Damn. And that's saying something. I don't know Brian Singer's weird ass and his fucking, you know, dipshit, him as a person. Mm-hmm. So that to me, I was just like, yeah, uh, no. And then also Simon Kinberg, who I like as a writer, as a producer. You know, this is his first time directing a movie. Should have waited, bro. Should have waited. I, I know making a movie is very hard and very difficult. But my man, this wasn't the one for you, dog. And there's a reason why Disney goes, yep, we're rebooting all this X-Men now because fuck, fuck this, because this movie was whack. So, yeah, it is what it is. Speaking of Brian, Brian Singer, Bohemian Rhapsody, I told this to Nick, actually, remember this all too well. Oh, I, I saw the same, I saw exactly the two same people, <laughs> and I was okay. I also, also, I wasn't feeling that good, too. I already bought my tickets. I'm going to see these guys. Okay, I, I want to see this movie, but you know, it is what it is. And I'm a big biopic fan to a degree. Like I love Straight Outta Compton, my favorite musical bio, music biopic. That is a perfect biopic. Great acting. Ice Cube kills it as a producer. F. Gary Gray is a phenomenal director, if you ask me. His O'Shea Jr. was great. The whole cast was great. That's my favorite biopic of all time. And I'm like, cool. I want some kind of like. Kind of, again, I'm not a Queen fan, but I'm, I get my yeah, Rami Malek fan. I like the cast, whatever. Like the cinematographer. Cool. I was okay. I was I was like, hey, it happened. It ended. Like okay, it was fine, bro. These two guys were like. What do you mean it was fine? What do you mean it was fine? <laughs> I was like, it was just fine. Are you kidding me? You, 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 wait, but you love, you love Infinity War over this? And I was like, what the fuck are you comparing to? That makes no goddamn sense. And I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck are y'all talking about? And on the way home, bro, we walked from the theater to, the, to our apartments at the time. Whole time. I can't believe you like this movie, man. I'm, I'm, I'm appalled. Okay, well, keep waiting, bitch. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna like this movie anymore on the way home, bro. So we keep crying, man. <laughs> Come in your ambulance. And bro, they were shitting on me like, oh man, you, you just don't understand the movie, bro. I don't understand a Queen biopic about the about the singer about about uh, Freddie Mercury. Okay, mm-hmm. fuck fuck you very much. I do. I was like, I do. Uh, <laughs> and I thought it was okay, bro. I was chastised. I was like, okay, bro. I was like, what? Never again. Never again. And should not have talking with them ever again for good rinse. I was like, nope, I'm doing that. Yeah, should I... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, because I remember, like, around that time, because what, what was that, like, freshman year, sophomore year junior at year. ASU? That junior was junior year. year. Yeah, yeah I, I remember, like, around that time, like, the first, like, like three or three or 
yeah, like the first like two, three years of college, man, it was like there was this kind of we were entering into this era where like people didn't like it if you had a different opinion than them. Exactly. And it's yes. like if if I like this movie and you dislike it, then oh shit. Now we're enemies. Now it's on site. And it's like Yeah. It just exactly. it got really fucking weird. Makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no like, sense. Yeah, to each their were, own, I always say. Exactly. And they those two people were very guilty of that. They were very guilty of that no matter what. And I was like, okay, bro. I was like, okay. And by I just remember I, I remember seeing you the next day when we had lunch or dinner or whatever. I was like, bro, because what happened last night? And you were laughing. You were like, man, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, like, man, there were some haters. There were some <laughs> haters. It's like, bro, okay, I wasn't feeling the the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Like, fuck. Uh I got. I got. I'm gonna end this out. Live by night. I love Ben Affleck. I think he's a great filmmaker, great actor. I don't think he was as strong as Argo or The Accountant or even Air. It's a fine. Mm. It's a, it's a cool like little like kind of like you know a little cool like little like kind of like crime you know mafia movie. But it feels very flat. It doesn't feel as strong as his other movies. I think also that was the era of like let's say fuck Ben Affleck because how bad his Batman was. I think it's really unfair to him. As a as a filmmaker, as an yeah, actor, after he did BVS, man, like people, people just wore his shitting ass on him. Out. I felt so <laughs> bad for him. He and was, was because like on. he was like he was the best Batman at least at the time. He's not, like, he's not in my opinion, Batman, because yeah. he was like yeah he was he was like an overall good Batman. Like like Nolan the 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 Bellman, he was a good like realistic Bruce Wayne trying yeah, to be batman but like the 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 ben affleck one he was just like okay this is the comic book batman on the big screen because yeah. he was like the, he was a perfect bruce wayne the perfect batman and he existed out there with superman and wonder woman and shit and then it was like people were like shitting on him but also like at, like batman was the only thing that people also cared about like i remember he was saying like i'm trying to make live by night but no one gives a fuck like everyone's asking me about like batman like da 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 and then oh yeah and then he, he like, went back to like rehab he like he was like i'm gonna yeah. direct produce and act in batman and i think like co-write it or something but sure. then it was like i'm just gonna like produce and act in it man because i'm fucking tired and then it was and then it you know long story short it became the matt reeves batman movie and, and i, and I uh, no, it's, and it's like I I love the Matt Reeves Batman movie. Like that movie's fucking fantastic. But I can't help but wonder, like, damn, I feel like that Ben Affleck Batman movie mm-hmm. would have been really fucking cool. Thank I you, heard, thank I, you. I heard, I heard yeah, his script was you. awesome. I heard his dude, script yeah. was fucking awesome, dude. I heard his script was fucking flames, and it was like like uh, it was gonna be Deathstroke, and it, he was gonna be like a, a Mike Myers type figure, just like Ugh. just fucking killing everybody. And like everyone close to Bruce Wayne, and, and I'm like, Holy shit. oh my god, that would have been so good. Fuck. When, when Justice was coming I, out in 2017, like Affleck had rem- released like some footage of Deathstroke, like he was teasing it. I know, dude. I remember when Batman versus Superman came out, and we all I saw it. it. I loved it. And my life. our friends hated Ben Affleck as Batman. They were like, it's not Batman. Me and my dad, like, I even said to a group, I was like, that is Batman. But Mm -hmm. you have to understand that that is Batman. That is the Dark Knight Returns. Returns. That Mm -hmm. is an older Batman. So he's a little different. 
But overall, that is Batman. He did Bruce Wayne perfectly. He did Batman perfectly. My dad grew up reading Batman comic books. He's a Batman fan. We are a Batman family, besides my sister Monica, but that's okay. It's whatever. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> we are a Batman family, all right? Our top favorite heroes are Batman and the Flash, okay? We love those two heroes. This is a Batman family. I saw that movie, and I fucking loved it. And I go, and I told Doug, I was like, man, rewatch it and pay attention. This is an older Batman. is different. And also, I just it's just the format of the movie was good. They needed to separate into two movies. I really loved Ben Affleck as Batman. I truly did. And I was so disappointed when his movie was canceled and they took everything away from him because, yeah. I I like BBS <laughs> a lot more because this man right here, because of Nick Johnson right here, because he said, Doug, go back, go back. But he had me really kind of like watch the ultimate cut from a different angle. You can watch it. I remember Nick was like, watch it again, but watch the, watch the ultimate cut and watch it for this reasons and thanks to nick i like the movie more now oh, I, I, I like the ultimate cut way better than the theatrical version because what nick kind of told that. me it's way better it's a way better movie it's longer but it's a way better movie it is a way mm-hmm. better movie and a lot more things are kind of filled in and after watching it, i remember nick was like hey but this part this nick explained it to me way better and thanks to nick's you know love and also kind of like you know his analysis of the movie i like the, the more and i like the theatrical version uh, the, i like the uh, ultimate edition way more than the than the um uh theatrical version so thank you nick for always kind of like keep my eye open to the uh, um uh ultimate edition because it is way better in so many different ways yeah, for no sure problem. no problem Doug. i got you that's what i'm here for uh joe did you say you have not seen the ultimate edition <laughs> no no i have not oh my god oh my god oh it's joe good. you have to get on that man how old are you do you Excuse me? <laughs> no, how, how old are you? How old are you? 27. Why does that matter? Oh, my. Oh, hell no, man. You don't have plenty of time to watch this movie, man. That's ridiculous. What you been doing this whole time, bro? 27? Bro. Oh, you should have been oh, watching this movie weak. by now, man. I'm fucking weak, bro. <laughs> and 40-year-old virgin, he was like, he was like, how old are you? About like, 24, 25. He's like, oh, yes. I'm 40. He's like, he's like, oh, my brother, you guys to get off that day. Joe, you got to get on that, man. Oh, I'm about to leave. I'm about to leave early. I know, I know that, bro. I, I know, I know, bro. I know that fucking line from that movie so well. <laughs> so that is, is the, the, yeah, the Indian uh, co-worker. Yeah, uh, he's, like, he's like, oh, no, you got to get on that. <laughs> Damn. Doug, do you uh, have it on uh, Voodoo? Uh, I, I th- it's weird. That's the f- I bought that movie like new during COVID. I, I didn't come with digital code. I, I need to email WB about that. Like, hey man, where the fuck is my code? But I'll, I'll get it on there for you so you can watch it. I, right, I, I think I, I, I can get it because it's 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 a way. It's a way. It's a movie. It's a movie that we should have seen originally in theaters. It is a way yeah, better yeah. cut. The ultimate it's a edition, way better cut. Like after gotcha. I watched the ultimate edition, I have never watched the theatrical edition since. Yeah, like, no, no, I, I so, completely agree. I'd like to wait. Wait, what's up? Point us into the next. Wait, can, can I finish my list? Can I finish my list? Oh, I thought that was your last one. Okay, oh, I, got, I got a few more. I got a few more, man. Please. You uh, said finish out before you said those. I was trying to finish it. So I was like, oh, okay. Hey, man, it's, it's a. It's a, it's a it, we got to discuss the love, the, the appreciation of, of the ultimate. Um, yeah. 
Let me see. Uh, where, where is my list? Oh, no, I lost it. Oh, here we go. Here. Okay, so um, Lemonade, Fantastic Four, for obvious reasons. Fantastic Four, I remember being so hyped to see this movie. And we went to the screening for it, and literally someone threw a shoe. People were booing. And it was me, Galliano, and you, Joel. I'm telling you, Nick, people were... Some, some guy literally what threw a movie? shoe. Fucking Fantastic Four. Fantastic oh Four. Oh, my God. That was garbage. Fantastic Four. Someone threw a shoe. People were booing. I've never been to a theater that people were booing the entire time. I'm like, damn, people are mad. And if, you, if you get a Chicago, Chicago movie theater audience mad, you fucked up. And people were so mad. People were mad as hell. And I was like, ooh, boy. So that... Uh, unfinished business with Vince Vaughn. The movie was not funny at all. I thought it was so, I was big hyped for it. The trailers had, the trailers had us laughing when we saw it, the trailer for it originally. Not funny. Vince Vaughn, Dave Franco, mm. and what's homeboy's name? He was in he was in Batman Begins. He was in uh, Impossible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tom Wilkinson, unfunny as hell. Yeah, unfinished, unfinished, unfunny as hell. What should be called? It is not funny. Br- Brothers Grimsby, Rush Hour too. He and the Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. Oh, he was. That was your from last week. It's fucking right, Nick. Man, bravo, my friend. Bravo. Thank bravo. You, thank you. Uh, yeah, so Unfinished Business, not funny. Brothers Grimsby with Sasha Baron Cohen, who I'm a huge fan of. Unfunny as hell. Him and Mark Strong have no chemistry. It's weird. The jokes are very unfunny. Ugh. All right, so Iron Man 3, Lucy, Samaritan, unfortunately. Samaritan was made by the guy who did, I think he did Overlord. And I was like, oh, I fucking love Overlord. Let's go. The Julius, yeah, Julius Avery. I love Overlord. I love the premise of this movie. I, I want to see Stallone and not like, you know, Rocky, you know, Rambo, whatever movie. Big letdown. I watched it on, on, on uh, Prime last year. Like, this movie fucking sucks. I was so let down. Uh, and yeah, I'll find it on that. Yes, yeah, Samaritan. So it was my list and I was a little bit long, but a lot of movies I was so hyped for that I was like, man, you guys kind of broke my heart. And I just. I'll never, I'll never forgive you guys that list. I will never forgive you. Talking to you, Fox and Josh Trank. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Each their own. Each their own. All right, Joe, Ooh. floor is yours, my friend. Oh, actually, um, my night, bubble bath is ready. My nice uh, bath, bath, bath. Bath. <laughs> All right, brother. Before, All right. before... Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no. What's, what's up? What's up? What's up? No, no, go, no, please. The floor is yours, my friend. The floor is yours. No, I was I was gonna say, you know, I love uh, I love you guys, man. I'm about to head on out. That, that's what I was gonna say, but uh, I didn't want to cut you off, though. No, I won't cut you off. No, that's my bad. No, we love you too, Nick. Thank you, man. Thank you for a really great Christmas episode. Before you go, though, where can our audience find you on the socials? You can find me at Donning Vision on YouTube. That's a capital D, as in Donning, a capital V, as in Vision. And on Instagram at Donning Vision, all lowercase, all one word, and anywhere else that you can find podcasts. And honestly, yeah, and go to our link tree, guys, in our in our description and our in our Instagram as well as our podcast episode. And listen, you'll have it too. Our link tree will have Nick's uh, great podcast and his his award winning short film, and a link to their work. So please support our boy. He's worked hard for this. Support him. Yes, indeed. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. All right. We love you, brother. We'll talk, talk to you next time. All right. I love y'all too. Y'all have a yeah. good night. Peace. You too, bro. Peace. All right, Sir Joe, the third. You are, floor is yours, my friend. Um, I decided that we should probably talk about movies for next year uh, that uh, we're excited to see instead of what I wanted to talk about. The, no, we're gonna- you know, we're, we're gonna because, do that next 
next week. Next think, week? Uh, yeah, because we're, we're, we're going to have a full show, you, me, Nick, and Moses. We're going to talk about top 10, okay, 20, gonna... 20, 23, and okay. then we're, we're excited for next next for next week. Okay. So that's cool. Okay. I'll have the boys I... know one. Go ahead. Here, I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. Okay. Um... Behind I want scenes. you to figure out what is common about all these movies. One singular common thing. Huh. One person. Oh, it's Snyder? Yep. So Rotten Tomatoes came out with their list for Zack Snyder's movie. And I think I was surprised with the list, I'm gonna be honest. And I think that they're wrong about some of this movies. Um especially Sucker Punch. I was so floored. <laughs> that it had 22%. I kind of agree with that, personally. Sorry. Dude, you agree with that? Dude, I love yeah. Sucker Punch, my guy. Sucker Punch I, is such a great movie. I gotta watch I gotta watch it again. You gotta watch it again, my I, guy. It's a good movie. I didn't like it when I saw it in theaters when it came out, and I watched it again maybe during COVID, and I was like, didn't really... I think the act, I think, I think the the acting is great. I think, the, I think I think the ladies are like fucking badass. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it yeah. This one was this one uh wasn't for me unfortunately. But I do like the cast. I a love lot. that movie. Uh, I, I love that movie so much. It's such and, a great movie. And I know Snyder like Snyder defends that. Snyder like really proud of that movie. He's really proud of that movie. Uh, for a year that time. came out in and how, what he did with that movie, I think he it was fantastic, honestly. I think it would have been Yeah, I think it might have been I mean I think has a I think has an audience. I think has a bit of an audience now. And I think he was saying that he's a cut of his own movie too, that's cut of his movie that's way better, but you know, of course he got got kind of screwed over. Uh so let's see. Okay, I'm reading read it to you. I'm reading it to, to the audience right now. So, Dawn of the Dead, his remake, which I thought was a really good remake. Actually, it's a very good remake of a of a classic. Has uh, a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's his first movie he ever directed too. Um, followed by that, 72 percent on his version of Justice League, which is way superior Justice League for all many reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Army of the Dead, which I I really do enjoy. I mean, people have problems with it. It's a fun zombie flick. And I'm glad that me and uh, Hamza and uh, Nick paid the extra buck. Army of the Dead is a good movie. I that it was good. Army of the Dead is a good one, too. Again, I'm, I'm glad that we kind of paid the extra buck to go see it in theaters to support it when it was there. Um, it's a little long, but I, I like Batista in it a lot. I like, I like the cast of that movie, too. Has a 67% on Ron Tomatoes, right? And a Watchmen movie that I really do like as well, minus the weird, kind of uncomfortable sex scene. <laughs> I didn't care for it. Really? I watched it with my friends, and this was ages ago. Like yeah. I was still friends with uh, what's his name. Um, I was still friends with like Max and Pedro. Oh shit! And uh, and what's his name? Fuck, Dylan. Dylan. There you go. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it was Dylan's birthday. We went to go see it, uh, and I watched it, and then I rewatched it as I got older, and I didn't care for it. A lot of people like, like Watchmen. I don't care for them. <laughs> I really don't. I they and that's funny coming from, coming from me who loves like the boys, like these dark oh, the heroes and, awesome, and, yeah. and stuff, and like you know, but I don't care for Watchmen. I really don't. So I, like I, I didn't care for it. I enjoy it. I, I, I do like that a lot. I just don't like that uncomfortable ass sex scene. It's so a lot of penis in your fucking face. Oh, it goes on, goes on too long too. It's like so like it's so shot so weird. Dude, too, it's, not, it's, it's just outside of the sex scene. Like we understand he's naked, but it's just so much <laughs> dick in your face to pause. You know, like. Like, it's unnecessary the amount of times I saw that man's dick. Like, so unnecessary. The amount it, of penis that is in that movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we, like, we... Yeah, like, we understand. He's naked. Some of those shots don't need to be a full fucking uh, body shot. Or yeah. close-up of his ass. Like, they're really... Like, it was the, the shots were so uncomfortable. You know yeah, what I mean? Where it's just like, dude, come on. I'm trying to watch this. I was a kid and just dick in my face. Pause. You know uh, what I mean? Like, like it, it, it was unnecessary. It was uncomfortable. I didn't enjoy it. To, it was just like, oh my goodness. Like, this is like too much. Too much. And, and again, I, I, I had no care for it. It's I, a movie, I don't care for the stars. It's a movie that came out and I literally it did not do well. It it did it did okay. It didn't do good. We see critic wise with the sixty five percent around tomatoes, but also box box office wise, it didn't it didn't do it didn't do really anything either. So that is what it is. Um, next up is sixty one percent, which is three hundred. I think it's okay. I think it's a little a little over overrated if you ask me. Uh, I think it, I think it became overrated by the. Mass amount of parodies. Parodies. How often? How long it was conversated about? Yeah, it was because for a it long was time. to a, to a point where it was just like yeah, and then just the amount of testosterone, sweaty, stinky this dudes that smart. just <laughs> that just never stop talking about three hundred. I am a yeah. action movie fan. Family loves action movies. Doug loves action movies. Love it. It, the love for this movie, the hype for this movie, went on way too long. Way too long. Like, so many way people kept making long. jokes about it to where I was just like, alright, we understand, we get it. Everyone's seen the movie. It's not that big. Like, it's not that. Like, it just, it died out. It, I feel like it would have done better for a lot of people if people weren't so <sighs> exasperating on it you know what yeah. i mean yeah it i yeah i would agree with that i i, man, I mean i'm we were kids when it came out but i agree it was like everyone was obsessed with this movie and you're right and, and the conversation around it the, the discourse around it went on for so fucking long like so long and yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, I mean, people, I mean, people in the playground at our school, this is Sparta, the whole, this is Sparta thing. And after a while, I got old, kind of David and his jokes. You got, you got, you got old, yeah. so, you got old, like, so quick. And so many 
movies made jokes about it. Uh, I think SNL did jokes so about it. So many of it, yeah, dude. Shows did jokes about it, and you're just like, dude, it's been like two years since this movie came out. Move on. Yeah, you know I mean, Please move like, on. like, start. It was one single. Sam making jokes about it in there, but just so many things made jokes about it. Like, Star Wars had so many movies throughout time, so it's okay that so many things made jokes about it, but this is a singular movie that was, like, entertaining, but, like, not like a culture shock, I feel like. You know what I mean? Not like yeah. revitalize something or whatever. Like, like, it was too much. Yeah, it's... It's... Yeah, no, it's... Not one that I go back to often, his filmography. All right, that was 61% or 300. One movie that I, I love, I still, to my mind, appreciate this movie to this day, is Man of Steel, which is at 56%, which I know everyone has, a, a lot of people have an issue with that rating. And that was the birth of the birth of the DCEU before, you know, and, you know, obviously it's ending with, you know, Aquaman 2 this weekend. But I remember the first Man of Steel, the first DCEU, we were a year away, we were a year, for, we were a year removed from. Dark Knight Rises, as Nolan ended his Batman trilogy, this was the birth mm-hmm. of the new DC universe. But also, they were trying to compete. They're, they were entering, they were entering the Marvel stuff as well, and that also did not. It was it came, they, they were entering when Marvel already had event, the first Avengers and Iron Man, Captain America, stuff like that. They were already well established, and now here comes DC with their first thing in Man of Steel, and also it's a it's a superhero it's a it's a superhero Superman movie. And we all the last Superman movie before that it was Superman Returns. That was a very divisive movie too. People didn't like uh, Brendan Routh. People didn't like Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. A lot of things. It was like it was, tra- it was trying to copy too much from the original. You, you know, know. Sorry, keep going. No, 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 no. Go, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think what I, I always feel like I'm interrupting you so much. You don't care. That's the show, man. Who cares? That's the show. Um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have problems with, like Superman movies. Because of how they play out, because yeah, a lot of these movies are introductions to Superman. You know what I mean? A lot of people already know Superman, so they don't want to be introduced to Superman again. So I felt like they see these movies and this is Superman, yeah, boring, blah 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 blah. Where it's just like, dude, this is they're introducing you to this Superman. Every Superman is different, but you know you also gotta think about like when we had Captain America and Iron Man, and we were introduced to Spider Man. It was very, very just like, in your face. This is who I'm, Iron Man, like in the suit fighting. Da 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 da. And then with the Superman, it's slow. It's methodical. It's planned out. It's conversating it's building character for him as a superman so you can understand his view and how he's gonna and how he's gonna play out being you know the symbol of hope you know how how the world will see him and you know instead of just fighting giant monsters and kicking ass and being out of space being fucking superman you know people probably complained that you know it was slow and yeah People, also, people. I remember. I remember the big thing about Man of Steel. I remember this because it was my freshman year, year, sophomore year, high school. It was that people were saying like, "No, this, movie, this movie's too dark. Why Superman so dark?" And I'm like, "Well, it's a different take." And I think like, oh, Zach Zach Snyder seen those movies. It's the darker and tone also of it was DC. And, and it was DC, and, it, and it, it's 
and Superman is dark. People forget yeah. that Superman goes through tragedies, and there's the and General Zod is really and that was like perfect this. Perfect casting. That was perfect yeah. casting. Like that General Zod casting. is basically, you know, General Zod finds General Zod is racist. Okay, mm-hmm. General Zod's racist. He sees that 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 Kryptonians are superior and they could dominate the galaxy and this and that. And so it's like, you know, like he that's what he wanted. You know, he wanted to prolong his people. He wanted them to thrive and survive and eventually conquer everything. Yeah. And <sighs> that and that casting Michael Shannon was great. And you know, it's it was it was. I thought the actions were yeah. People had a problem with how shaky it was. It was. I thought the actions were like really kind of intense and very you know right. Yeah. Hand hand cow that was really cool. The him when he's flying into Smallville and he's like just beating the shit out of General Zod and those goons. Um. And to me, I was. I, I think at first I was like, oh, this is darker, but I liked it for that reason. Like, this is definitely not Marvel. This is different. And I, I appreciate how dark it was and how you know different it was. And also, people forget Christopher Nolan wrote and produced Man of Steel. Like people forget mm-hmm. that all the time, and like, oh my god, it's Zack Snyder. Yeah, Snyder for sure directed, obviously. Anyway, he produced and, and you know directed, obviously. But but when they were when they were filming, or maybe before or after the filming, or after the filming, Dark Knight Rises, Christopher Nolan talked talk about, hey, how do we do a Superman story that he was going to like not direct, obviously, but like and again, go on IMDb or the movie produced and written by Christopher Nolan. And people forget when they shoot on Man of Steel that people that love Nolan forget that Nolan had a huge hand in shaping and creating Man of Steel. And obviously, after that, he was no longer involved with you know the DC stuff whatsoever. I mean, he's a executive producer, quote unquote, on the Snyderverse movies like uh, BVS and uh, uh, Justice League. But that doesn't mean shit. He's kind of just like there. It's like good luck to you. He didn't really do anything. But Man of Steel, he was involved with as a writer, as a producer, and I really think he what his story was was really great. Whether people don't like that movie or not, I think it's a really great Superman movie. It's it's still my yeah, favorite. Me too. My favorite. It's my my favorite DC EU movie that we've had the past ten fucking years now. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's a movie that people go back on. Whether you hate it or you love it, and I'm on the side of like I love it because I think it was different. It was Henry Cavill's kind of first like really kind of mainstream role into like this in this, in this world. And I think whether it's the score from score by Hans Zimmer is phenomenal. The his chemistry with Lois Lane, Amy Adams is great. Michael Shannon is perfect as Zod. It's a movie that I think that it came out and people were like, "Well, this isn't this is not like Superman. This isn't like Marvel." And it wasn't supposed to be that. It was supposed to be a different, darker, grittier take on Superman. And people were like, "Oh, he doesn't kill. But he had to." That's the point of the movie. Like I said, he had, it was tragedy. He had to because he if he doesn't kill, he's gonna, gonna lose his new home. And you know, people I, 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 people have outlets with certain certain scenes of the movie. I think it's a very good movie. I think it's a very good Superman movie. And also, Superman in comic books has had to kill. Like if to. there was no other way he risked that to save people. He doesn't want to, and he will do his damnedest, like in the movie, to try not to kill want to. the person. But if there's no other choice, he will do so. He has to. People he has forget to. that. You gotta read the comic books and fully understand who Superman is and the actual struggle. It's not just him being like, I can save everyone. Like, you know, he can't save everyone. Superman knows that. No, he, he, and, he, he, and, he can't. 
he struggles with it, you know, but he also tries his best to continue that. Like, people, like, you know, like, we know Superman, but a lot of people don't understand who Superman is and the things he truly has to go through as a, as a hero. And so, read comic books about Batman, Superman, even Marvel. There's things that you would have never guessed and never understood about characters that probably you, you might see in the future. That's not who they are. No. It's probably I've... something that's ripped out one of the fucking comic books. So truly, truly, truly understand that these comic books and these heroes, comic books shows that no matter who they are, the superheroes are humans. And that's why I really love about DC you know, comic book wise, is that they show that the best. I feel like they show that so well of how hard it is to be a superhero and how much they struggle to hold up their beliefs, yet they continue it no matter what. I feel like it's so good, and so people really, really do read the comic books and understand the struggles that they go through. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'll stand by my appreciation of this movie any day of the any day of the week. So, okay, that's Man of Steel at 56%. Let's go, we'll see what the next one is. Legend of the Guardians, the yeah, which, which is a very well-made animated movie. I think, I think, they, I think they kind of came out. It. It's, 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 well, it's, it's very well-made for an animated movie. And it was kind of like, oh, the guy who did 300 is doing this. And people are like, the fuck? Um, it's not a bad movie. I, it's, I, I haven't seen it in, like, years. I mean, like, maybe over 10, maybe 9 or 10 years. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a great voice acting from, from Hugo Weaving to, uh, Jim Struge, uh, Sturgis from uh, a lot of people, a lot of great voice, like Abby Cornish is great in it, Joel Edgerton, like there's a really lot of great, a lot of great, um, uh, Helen Mirren, Sam Neill, great voice acting. Um, and it's a very, again, visually it, it, animated wise, it's beautifully st- stunning. It was kind of like the era of like the kind of 3D was kind of taken off even more. So they did 3D, obviously. Animation is very, 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 very like stunning. It's a movie that I think came out that like no, like you know, no one saw it. It was a big flop. I think it caught, yeah, it was a huge flop. Um, and it kind of came out of nowhere. It kind of just left. And yeah, like, like why is Snyder doing an animated movie? But hey, he took a, he took a risk. He took a risk. I thought it, I, I thought it definitely worked for what it, what he was trying to do. Um, it's it's one that people get, I think people forget all the time. Like people like, people forget all the time. They don't really kind of bring it up the way. Some of the other movies is uh, like you know Man of Steel and Three Hundred stuff like that, but they're one of those kind of underrated movies that kind of came out and that people kind of forget that Zack Snyder doing that movie. But it's good I, 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 from animated movie animation. That movie is really good for the time it came out too. So I like that movie. As a fifty-two percent, I kind of disagree with that. BVS, you already heard our, our stance on that with me, Nick, you, me, and Nick. Twenty-nine percent. Yeah, I think. Theatrically wise, I would say I don't think it was that low, but I remember that came out because you were you were, you were in, already in Puerto Rico, and I was going to see it with like few, few people. I, I saw it with Fletcher, and I was hyped. Like, God, I love Man of Steel. It's been three years since Man of Steel came out. I can't wait. And you know, for that time period too, it's it's been you know it's been three years. It's been three years um, since Man of Steel. I was like, wow, it's it's been it's been, it's been a while. You know, it's been a while for like. A movie, and in that time, Marvel had so many. Marvel had so many, you know, things. Marvel had so many different, you know, different uh, projects, different movies. So for them to take three years on their stuff, on their stuff, on, on their on their on their stuff, my dog's being weird right now. 
on, on their on their stuff right on their stuff right now. Uh, it just to me it was like, wow, you guys took literally three years to do a sequel. In that time, Marvel put out like five or six movies, so they were really way. Be- and like I said, they were far behind. And you know what David what David Ayer said too. <clears throat> Deadpool Deadpool came out the month Deadpool came out the month a month before BVS right. Deadpool made so much money, it changed the game, right? What David Ayer says is that the studio has so much faith in BVS, they were like, nah, we're not going to test it to test audiences, to you know, people in the studio. We're just going to put it out there. And that's very dangerous. We, we have a big movie like that. You got, you got to test it at least once or twice or even more sometimes. And they didn't test it. And they go, we're going to fucking crush, man. Watch it. It came out. I remember it so well, bro. Because it was my senior year of high of high school, and it was like the reviews came in, and it was boom negative. Fuck this movie. This movie's terrible. Well, this movie's awful. But but this this that. Ben Affleck this. No 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 this. And I was like, whoa. Because we were so used to seeing all these superhero movies get good reviews, whether it's X Men, whether it's uh, Deadpool, whether it was Marvel stuff, Spider Man, whatever. People were getting good reviews on these movies, and so it was like, wow, this is a big kind of fuck you. And that movie did not. It made money. It made almost nine hundred million dollars. But they were like, "It's gonna be a billion dollars. It's gonna be a billion dollar movie. It's gonna make so much money." They love this movie. And I remember the, I remember the early reviews were, were like, "Best movie ever." But like, they didn't test this. How how are people were saying best movie ever? They, they didn't test it. And that movie just came out. And we were like, "But it was so divisive. So divisive. So divisive. In so many so many different ways." And you know, it's unfortunate because that movie's failure, unfortunately fucked over the entire DCEU and they fucked over David Ayer in Suicide Squad. So they fucked over David Ayer. They, they said, cool, we have, we have now, that was March 2016. Cool, we have five months before Suicide Squad out. Get those cameras rolling. You better call Margaret. You better call Will Smith. You better call Joel Kinnaman, Joy Courtney, whatever. Bring it back. You better call Viola Davis. Bring them back. And they, they, they cut the fuck out of Suicide Squad. A movie that I still appreciate to this day, but I would love to see David Ayer's cut because I think David Ayer's a phenomenal filmmaker. But that movie, since BBS flopped, that movie, BBS was so divisive by critics and fans, whatever, that movie's failure is the reason why I think DCU never got a fair chance, or they never, they didn't, they weren't focused on that, because like you said too before, they were so worried about how can we compete with Marvel, compete with Marvel, compete with Marvel, Marvel's putting out three things a year, compete with Marvel, and they were not, they were focusing on competing with Marvel, and they weren't focusing on like doing stuff for themselves. And I was really, I was very dangerous, and because of that, because of BVS, the DCU is where it's at today. Because they did not take their time, they were rushing things, they were rushing things, they were rushing things, and here's what happened. And they kind of got their groove together with you know Aquaman and uh, the first Shazam and Birds of Prey, um, and if, maybe the Suicide Squad that I'm still kind of eh, about. But it's been such a messy thing through all, and I think BVS is definitely the cause of that because they were just that was the that movie set the DCU on a path of like no return. Like, hey, we fucked up. Let's compete with Marvel. Let's compete with Deadpool, whatever. And you guys, you guys got to be your own thing. But again, here we are, ten years later. The DCU ends tonight with Aquaman two. So farewell, Rebel Moon. I'll ask you, have you what have you heard about Rebel Moon so far? Because I've heard nothing but not so good things about it. <laughs> Never saw it. Never heard about. It. It's coming out tomorrow on Netflix. Oh, it's his. It. It's his version of Star Wars. Apparently, it's him doing Star Wars. But Netflix is Netflix has given him the free will to do whatever the fuck he wants because there's a deal. 
And from what I've heard, he wants to do he wants to make his own universe. And from what I've heard from like even before the movie before, before the movie came out, excuse me, they were saying it's his Star Wars, it's his new franchise. And I've heard nothing but terrible things from critics. From critics. Fans who love him, like die like like Nick, for example, like die hard fans, like die hard center fans are loving it. And I think they're kind of like well, fuck Snyder and Craig like, fuck Snyder, you know, this, blah, blah, blah. and the thing I, the thing I will agree on, I forgot who said it, it was a, it's, a, it's a critic online, it was a pretty you know, well-established critic. The critics are bashing his other movies in the review, and they're mm-hmm. bashing his Snyderverse. Don't worry about that. What about this movie? You should not worry about Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League. Here's Don't, the thing yeah. I'll, I'll say about Zack Snyder's and and critics and stuff is that people continuously insult his movies and I don't understand why you know what I mean like you can un- you can dislike a movie but like the amount of dislike he gets from the industry is ridiculous like even with like uh the Justice League the Justice yeah. League would have a lower rating if he didn't, if they didn't show his version. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, I feel totally. like I I feel like because that that was shit. It was shit. It was so fucking bad. It was bad. Um, but like, I feel like he just gets an unnecessary amount of di- just discourse and hate. He he definitely. I think there's a lot of hate because of his involvement with DC, and I think right. that I think since his DC days, he just it's just kind of been like what the fuck, man. Blah, 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 blah. And you know, unfortunately, that is. I mean, I mean, I don't think he's like the best filmmaker, but I don't think he's a bad filmmaker. I think I've I've seen worse filmmakers. I'm like, oh my god, this is atrocious. No, he. I don't think he gets a lot of hate. He definitely does. I do think that if you watch some of his movies, like Army of the Dead, Sh- uh, Dawn of the Dead, Man of Steel, Watchmen, some of the things, he's a very good. He's a very good visionary filmmaker. With that said, there are things about him that I kind of like. Don't like that he does a lot of the slow mo shots. He does a lot of slow mo shots. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, maybe tone it back a little bit. But I think he's very good at crafting characters. I think he's very good at kind of, you know, doing larger than the world, larger than life kind of world, world stuff like that. But you're right. There's a lot, there's a lot of discourse around him now, a lot of hate towards him. But I do think that you shouldn't, I don't think you should penalize his current movie because while you didn't, you didn't like BVS, whatever, you should go to this movie with a clean mind. Again, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll review it on the pod. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm insulted by the trailers. I mean, I, I like the cast a lot. I like Sophia Patel. I like Charlie Hunnam. I like um, John Monhansu. But the trailers have not sold me personally yet on the trailers. I mean, I'm glad it's a Netflix movie. Uh, so I can watch it at home. But I, I probably would have seen it in theaters if it was a theater movie, to be honest with you, because, you know, theatrical. But I don't think, I just, I haven't heard good things about it, but I do think that critics that are penalizing this movie, because how much they hate BVS or his version of Justice League or whatever, other movies, it's kind of unfair. It's like, what's the point? Like, what's the what's the, what's the the point? Like, you got to go in this movie with a clean mind. Okay, I'm judging this, I'm judging this movie on this movie only. Hey, I love Jordan Peele. I love Get Out. I didn't like Us, but I love Nope. I, I was like, oh, man, fucking Nope. No, us, man. I'm, I'm not this movie because Us. Or, oh, I don't like this movie because this did this movie. No, because every filmmaker, the filmmakers, you have a chance to do something different. And you might, again, you might like a movie of theirs that you didn't like before 
or whatever. You know, I again, I I do love love I love Richard Linklater, one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. Really want some days confused, whatever. I did not like Where'd You Go, Bernadette. I didn't like the other movies. It's like to me, like you're allowed to like other movies, but I don't like. Oh man, I I love this movie because he did this movie. No, you you, you can like you can like that's a bonus. But you should have to penalize this guy's movies because you didn't like 300 or fucking Guardians of the Gahoo or whatever. It's come on out. It's like you you got to go in this movie with a clean slate. I'm judging, judging off of this movie, this movie alone, not his past, their past projects, whatever. That's kind of shitty. But yeah, I mean, if we, if we, if we watch it, I'll, we'll, re, we'll review it on the pod. Yeah, I'll probably watch it maybe next weekend or this weekend or not next week. But I'm not going out of my way. I, 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 I'd rather watch Maestro by Brother Cooper first. Then I'll watch this. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hearing not good things about it. And, you know, it's a shame. I, th- I think he's, but to your point earlier too, to Joe, his fans are very toxic as well too. His fandom is very toxic as well too. Like they were, I remember they were, they were review bombing like other movies, like fuck, we're still the Snyderverse. Don't do that either. Don't do that either. I think his fandom is very toxic too. Cause I remember like when Barbie's coming out, review, hashtag, we're still the Snyderverse. Don't do that. That's, that's cultist. That's very cult, cult-like. It's very cult. That's very like, you shouldn't do that. I, I, but he's he's you know it's he his disc his definitely his course around him as a filmmaker. A lot of his fans are very toxic and very aggressive. I'll say, and that does not help his case either. But you know, I think he wants to move on from the DC and the Snyderverse. And people are like, no, do it. Trust me, James Gunn's doing his own thing, guys. That, that train has passed. The DCEU ends this weekend with Aquaman two. F how Snyder started ten years, 10, 11 years ago. It is what it is. Yeah, move on from it. But you know, we'll see. I might like. Who knows? I think Nick might watch Rebel Moon. Might, might love it. You know, he's a he's a Snyder fan. He's a big support of him. I think he's a good filmmaker. I like some of his movies. I don't like some of his movies, but I'll watch it and see what I think. But I don't have I don't have high hopes for this movie. I mean, it's on Netflix. We can turn it on. Great. But I'm not like gonna like really like. I can't wait to watch a two hour and a half hour of this movie for what it is. It's you know, it is what it is. But that's that's a shame. And then obviously, his sucker punch is at twenty. That. 22 so all right i mean yeah it's he's definitely uh a polarizing uh filmmaker i'll tell you that he's right it's very hit or miss but you know i again support the guy i think he's a good filmmaker i think he is very visual filmmaker great filmmaker too but you know not everything works that's fine and that's the beauty of filmmakers that not everything works for you sometimes facts oh that's the best all right my guy you want to anything else you want to close it out tonight I remember one movie I was going to say, but forgot that I was uh, disappointed by. Good. And you guys have heard my. But I'll just say the name instead of going into it The Flash. Yeah. The Flash movie. (laughs) Yeah. Your first athlete reaction you did for us. Yeah. Yeah. I got to rewatch it again. I got to rewatch it again. I got to rewatch it. Because. Do you, have you read the Flash comics? Like, do you know him as a character? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like familiar with it. The jokes are. Yeah, no, I, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with his. But I'm, I think I'm more familiar now with it, um, but not like the way you probably. I get. I'm, I know more about obviously like Spider Man and Venom and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but I know you were kind of like, yeah, you remember you came out of that movie, you called me, you were like, yeah, well, I'll review it, but you were kind of just like, yeah. You're kind of like, yeah, no, uh, it was, yeah, yeah. Anyways, that was it. <laughs> How about that you, was, my guy? No, that's that's uh, that's 
I got I, my my list. I'll, I'll probably, I mean, you know, the, when we when we talk about our, our favorite movies of twenty twenty four, I know I'll probably like say how excited I am, and then good good chance that you know come next year, I'll be like, fuck this movie, <laughs> or this movie sucked, or you know this this thing might have disappointed me. So no, nah, I mean, I probably missed a few. I probably missed a few on my on my list, but those are the ones yeah. that I remember having a literally kind of like out of the theater or kind of like end of watching it. Like man, this movie was boo boo af. Um, but I mean, I mean, I'll have my worst of 2023 movies next week as well for for our listeners, and <laughs> I have I have a lot to say about that. I have a lot. I mean, I have, I definitely have more good things to say about my positive twenty twenty three, top ten twenty twenty three. But I last night I was going through my phone, I was like, oh yeah, this movie was terrible this year. This movie was bad. And some guy, some kind of guy on Twitter or X whatever on YouTube was like, we shouldn't make top ten worst movies. That's penalizing filmmakers and, and creators. I'm like, well, it's okay. I see, I see that argument, but also I think it's us. It's our right as that podcasters. A, that is such a uh, what is it called? Uh, a pacifistic way yeah. to be things. Yeah, and I was like, again, we're again, we again making making a film is very making a film is is incredibly hard. You know, working in production is very tiring. Is it's a lot. It, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to like make a movie, make make a movie in general, but also make a movie, right. a good movie. So I get that, but also I think it's also I think we can say to the hey, you know, we have a sh- our, if you're a podcaster like us, you're a critic like us, whatever you're fans of movies like us, we also have the right to say hey, you know what this is why we're, we're, this is my least favorite movie of 2023, and here's why. We're not saying these people should never work again. That's fine. We're saying that you know what this, this one wasn't for us, and that's and that's totally fine. There's some good days and some bad days. I love this movie. I love. I love by certain filmmakers. I would love to watch again. It's something that I will never watch again, and that's fine. I'm not saying they should never work again or should be fucking blacklisted from Hollywood. It's just the business. It's how it is. It's our how we view things. But I don't know that'll be next week. But you know, who knows? Who know? Who knows where this year will lead us into uh, new cinema and new uh, entertainment? <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I, if, if you want to close out the show, by all means, man. The floor is yours. Take us home, Joe. <laughs> All right. Uh, before I do, uh, you want to plug yourself? Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, as always, guys, you can find me, my personal page on Instagram at the Young Jones, and my Twitter, or sorry, X, keep calling it Twitter, Jesus, um, is at Capri underscore Sun S O N. I do my little kind of like little quick thought, thoughts about that on my on my my feed. Plus, you can find the show, our socials on Instagram. And uh, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok—all one word. Midway Avenue Productions. Uh, you, you see our out of theater reactions on there. Whether it's myself, whether it's uh, Joel, whether it's me and me and Nick, they're on there. I also po- kind of post things about like you know our episode posters, stuff like that, and I kind of announcing announcements, whatever. Also, hopefully to do more. Hopefully, hopefully to do some more giveaways this year, next year. I want to do more giveaways, like some digital codes, to make some movies, stuff like that. I want to get more into that for our viewers and fans that next year for you guys as well. Also, maybe do some more screening. Uh, screening uh kind of updates as well for our viewers and audiences here in the phoenix area and yeah guys hope you have a merry christmas and happy new year all Take right away, Joe. you can find me at the og cuban rican on twitch yeah <laughs> you've been a short you've been a short keep it simple short this time uh yeah Cuban at twitch and you can find the link on our bar on our instagram and stuff like that um 
Anyways, thank you for joining us on this verbal journey through our thoughts, opinions, views, and mad, crazy rambling, per usual, and getting off topic from time to time. Um, we hope that uh, we have made a safe space for uh, our listeners, for the people who do thoroughly enjoy movie shows and whatever else they may be into. You know, hopefully this is a safe base where you could listen and not feel judged and to, you know, find other people who understand you. You know, we'd love to have a conversation with you guys and to have that discourse and to see what you guys think and say, not only about the shows, but about our opinions. You don't have to agree with us, but we do what, and we do, we would... Da, 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 da. English, my first language, my only language, and I'm still not good at it. We would love, we would love for you guys to share with us your thoughts uh, about what we say or about movies. Hopefully, we can find a platform for you guys, whether it's a website or Instagram or anything like that, where you guys can talk to us and talk to each other about how you see certain movies or you see movies that we've talked about or you know actors directors whatever you guys want to talk about hopefully we can make that a safe space find a place for you guys to you know feel that it's okay for you guys to talk to us or or, uh, talk to anyone about um we truly truly do appreciate every single one of you men women they and thems uh and just Hopefully you come back, you share with your friends and family, and to all the new viewers, welcome, welcome, Uh, and uh, yes, thank you so much, have a good night, have a good morning, have a good afternoon, stay safe, tell somebody you love them, happy holidays, and to the people who don't celebrate holidays like me, have a lovely day, alright, good night, deuces.